Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I've got uh, Tori with me. Tori, what's up, man? Hey, uh, thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It's an honor and a privilege. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, it's uh, as we were saying offline, like I got this this list that I try to keep up to date with the with respect to the group, but they also have like this mental internal one. And um, you were definitely somebody I wanted to have early in season four. And um, it's kind of saving, this is going to sound weird, it's kind of saving you for, for like now-ish. Um, because uh, the world's really weird right now, right? Sure, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. How, how have you been holding up? How is uh, quarantine and, and COVID-19 all this crap, uh, how's, how's it treating you? Hey man, I, I'm a I'm a full time actor anyway. So when I'm not on set, I'm usually at home playing video games anyway. So this is kind of status quo for me. So uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just happy to be able to do my uh, do my part as an American, a global citizen, to sit at home and play video games all day. So you know, I'm a, I'm a patriotic man. I'm just talking about like how go figure that the one thing where our our generation can can help the most is by not doing anything like. What are the odds? <laughs> I mean, that's it's for a lot of people that's great, and for some people it seems very hard to do to stay at home. And I get it; they're very extroverted and outgoing people. But you just gotta think about others and not just yourself at a time like this. That's really what it's about. Yeah, and uh, I hate to admit this, but I was kind of like a little bit of a late bloomer into this whole thing because um, I kind of had this attitude of like, "Well, I'm healthy; I don't really care about coronavirus." Um, I'm really upset that dodgeball's being canceled. And I'm yeah. really upset that all this has been canceled because um, up until maybe three weeks ago, I seriously thought that this was just the media overhyping and sensationalizing like they always do, like the, the next thing. And um, kind of a bad attitude to have. But like when you look at, you know, SARS, H1N1, swine flu, bird flu, yeah. like all this crap, it's like, okay, what really is serious here? But then um, it just kept coming. And um, once uh, USA dodgeball just suspended, um, round two. I was like, okay, this is, this is definitely something a little bit beyond dodgeball. And, um, you came up on my feed, um, you'd posted this really cool, very like slap in the face for me, um, picture where it's, it's got an old couple and it says, I see a lot of people being like, I would survive the coronavirus. I'm, I'm taking my chances. And then it says the way I see it. Yeah, I'd survive it, but I might carry it to someone who wouldn't. And that focuses yeah. the problem. So I realized right away, just thanks to you, like, oh yeah, my attitude's been terrible, and I need to really just um, buy into the social distancing thing and accept the inconveniences as as they as they come. And it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I would hate to give this to somebody that um, I care about. If I did get sick, I'd, I'd stay the freak home. But it, it's yeah, it's about yeah. flattening the curve. So um, thanks for sharing that. Um, you're welcome, man. That's the, I mean, honestly, I don't I try not to be too political or too in your face about certain topics like that. But it, I don't know. It's just, it's literally the easiest thing in the world to do um, is just to stay at home, because for me, it's about not even myself getting sick necessarily. But I'm, I'm extremely close to my mom. And then my grandfather is uh, he's 96. Yeah, turning 97. No, no. He's 97, turning 98 this year. So and I'm I'm in frequent you know contact with my mom and she uh, stays with my grandfather to help him out because he's you know up there in age and like I couldn't like I don't know what I could do what I would do with myself if I got her sick and or him sick too and so it's all about just literally just doing our part to make sure everyone's as healthy as possible. Yeah, no, and, and that's that's the thing. It's like yeah, you're gonna look after your elderly, but then you know what if I came over to hang out with you and 
I gave it to you. And now I just got your, you know, your grandparents sick or your loved ones sick. Then how the scariest part think? is like, uh, not to cut you off, but the scariest part is you don't know if you have it or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there are people who are asymptomatic. So, you know, let's just, let's stay at home and, and we'll get through this thing together. Right. And so on that, on the, the positive spin is, um, I see a lot of that going on with the dodgeball community, like all these zoom hangouts, all these like weird, um, I don't even like these, like these trivia games. Like I, I was playing yeah. something on join me, but it was like, it was like, a. It was using the app join me, but it was like a trivia game and just seeing people like do this all across Facebook. Like I think if ever there was a time where we had to be quarantined and we had to stay away from each other, now is the best time for that because of the technology that still keeps us together and keeps us informed. So it's not terrible. Yeah, man. Otherwise, I mean, we'd be sending Pony Express letters to each other, waiting four days to get a response. And in that four days, we're like, oh, are you still alive? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, thank you to technology for making communication so it was easier like this. Yeah, no, this is great, and um, I'm about to ask on the dodgeball group, like, how many, how many, how many podcasts is too much? Because right now I would be uh, chest deep in recap season, and um, sure. you know that's Wednesday, Friday release for recaps, and then you've got ball out podcast, uh, ball out podcast now with uh, Miles and, and Brett, and so that's Thursday. So it's like I feel yeah. like that's that's enough. That that's enough to get us through the next couple of weeks. But um, I think like the biggest announcement right now so this is wednesday or no i wish it was wednesday this is monday monday yeah. march 23rd and um it looks like worlds is just postponed until next year right it's it's yeah, uh, yeah. it looks like it's going to be officially postponed uh, until 2021 uh just because i mean look the same day uh just a few hours before they announced that the olympics said that they're postponing uh, the, the world games this year too so we got to follow suit and if, if the olympics can't guarantee the safety of everyone <laughs> I, I i doubt that i think it's just the best Saying that you know we the WDBF dodgeball players uh, postponed it too just because it's it's hard and we don't want to rush things. I'm sure they don't. I'm saying we like I'm a part of it. They don't, don't want to rush things. Um, they want to make it as good and as perfect as can be. So I support that. It's a it's a good decision. My idea It's a right decision. They don't want to rush things. They want to make it a, a good uh, tournament for not just the players but for the uh, commentators, the fans watching at home, the people uh, traveling and and they're on site as well in the in the crowd. So uh, we just want to make it as best, or they just want to make it as best of a presentation as possible. So why not? I support that. Yeah. No, and I'm the same. Um... And again, I'll admit this is a month ago. Like, come on, guys! Like, you're really just buying into this hype nonsense. But it's it's even like they said in the post. Like, okay, um, let's say we find out all clear in two months. Like, how much money or how much time does that give for people to prepare financially, especially with the economic impact that this is having on everybody? Yeah. I mean, I hate having to buy last minute airfare and accommodations in general. And let's just say this this you know in two months it does magically go away. But hopefully they will. But, you know, they say, okay, well, uh, you know, round one or round, you know, Worlds is going to be next week. <laughs> See you there. And it's kind of hard to get a flight to get Glasgow and, you know, in a few short days notice. Yeah. Not to mention a lot of people are not working right now. So hopefully yeah, you're on tough, paid man. vacation. Or you're, you're some kind of situation. But like I even saw, um, I mean, it's on Facebook, but I'm not going to say it. Like another dodgeball community member just got the ax and it's just like, dang, like this is, yeah, this is going to go beyond the virus. And this is where, um, kind of want to focus on the past. You know, like I said, in the OG, uh, post, it's like, okay, the future is a little bit weird right now. So let's just dive into, you know, how far, where we've come from. And 
reminisce and, and try to keep somewhat of a of a positive spin given what we have and so I think, um, as I was saying earlier, like you're, you're perfect for this timing because uh, I know you go back a ways. And so um, I guess we'll just kind of start from the beginning. So Cool. Oh, real quick, just before we do, sure. uh, I want to give a special shout out to all the dodgeballers who are uh, essential workers, like nurses uh, who work at grocery stores and, and, and everywhere, and like banks and the, the, the businesses that we need to stay open, that we need to stay open uh, uh, just to make sure we all survive too. So very uh, special shout out and thank you to everyone in the Dodgeball community that um, that are putting their, you know, putting themselves at risk to help the you know the world around them. So thank you very much to all of you guys. Yeah, and just just even just trying to keep the world going. You know, like yeah. Um, I I hope that the maybe we can talk about this towards the end. Um, post COVID nineteen world, what does that look like? That's something I've been talking to with my coworkers, and it's like. You know, are we going to be more grateful for people that we usually yell at or get mad at or, you know, take Ooh, for granted? Let's hope, man. Right? Let's hope. Yeah, it's uh, going back to our offline conversation about this positive spin that we're trying to, you know, see, see the, the positivity after all of this. When it's all said and done, maybe that's the case. And, you know, we'll, we'll be a little bit better off because of this horrible thing that's going on. Um, to kind of put that lightly, because uh, I know it's obviously, unfortunately, killing a lot of people, but I hope that we learn and, and are better off. We, we make it worthwhile. So exactly. Exactly. Let's, uh, but this it. isn't a, a COVID-19 podcast. Let's leave that to Joe Rogan. This is a dodgeball podcast. Let's, let's get down to the, let's get down to the nitty gritty, baby. I appreciate that. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's transition to where it all began <laughs> for you. So, yeah. so let's just start, I kind of just assume people know who you are, but just in case they don't, uh, what is your full team name or full name and the team that you currently play for? Sure. Um, I know there are a bunch of people who don't know me. Uh, uh, my name is Tori N. Thompson. Uh, I go by TNT. Some people call me TNT. And um, uh, I, I play in a team called Showtime. Uh, we're here in Los Angeles. That's my team. I captain that team. Nice. Yeah. It, my head's, I don't know if I'll forward that part, but uh, we kind of just, I don't know. I, I like that. That was, that was a good opening of just like going into conversation and uh, maybe moving forward, uh, we'll just do that so if you just now found out who tori was kind of apologize but um i mean you're you're is it safe to say you're an og i mean you, you've been around for a while right yeah i've been I, this is this is my 10th year this okay. is uh i started yeah. playing 10 years ago and i uh, know i'm not not slowing down anytime soon hopefully heck yeah well um go back to the basics what what number are you uh i wear number 37 and uh, I wear that number because it's a combination of my two favorite numbers, three and seven. Uh, also, I like prime numbers. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, boy. Prime numbers. Why, why do you like prime numbers? I don't know. I, I, I like math growing up. Okay. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just attracted to them for some reason. But I like three and seven specifically. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why I rock that number. I feel, I feel those are lucky. Fair enough. I mean... We each, we each have our own weird little likes. Like, I don't know. I don't understand how people like math, but uh, if you do, then good on <laughs> well, you. I, I used to like math. Now I just use Siri for all my calculations. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we used to be able to use mental calculations for all kinds of stuff, and now it's like I, I couldn't even tell you what 9 times 8 is without yeah. thinking get way out too here. hard. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, so you've been playing for about 10 years. Um, what got you into dodgeball? Let's start there. Uh, well, I graduated high school and, uh, I went to, a, a, I, I'm an actor. Uh, I, I went to an all arts high school 
and uh, it was very small, and uh, they didn't have any sports teams. And all growing up, I played sports. Um, and then when I went to high school, I had to make a decision uh, whether to go and I like, go to a high school that had sports or go to an arts high school. I chose to go to an arts high school. And uh, <laughs> my high school, I, I was in a theater department. We had movement class. And uh, by California state standards, I didn't even have to take PE. It wasn't a requirement because I had theater, quote unquote, movement class. So I really missed sports in high school. And uh, after I graduated, I looked up different things to do, adult recreational activities. And I, I came across Dodgeball, um, World Dodgeball Society here in Los Angeles. And at the time, it was like, I don't know, 50 bucks for a season. I'm like, ah, oh, 50 bucks. I'm fresh out of high school. I don't, I don't have a job yet. I don't want to do that. So I went to start playing adult softball, which was like 160 bucks a season, which didn't make any sense financially. Uh, but then a few years after that, I saw one of my high school buddies on Facebook post that he needed subs for his dodgeball team. Like, oh yeah, I remember dodgeballs. And I was looking at that a few years ago. So I replied. He said, "Come on down." Uh, I went and checked it out, and I got instantly bit by the bug, man. And and the rest is history. That's funny. I, I think was it because like softball has already been proven that you're okay with dropping. What, yeah, like, I was more as, familiar with it. I guess uh, I, I I grew up playing uh, baseball and softball, uh, so I was just I was just really comfortable and really familiar with that setting. Gotcha. Yeah, it's if, if you're first time playing dodgeball of all things, especially back then, it's like, eh, fifty bucks is a lot of money for something that's just not really proven, and who knows? And right, it's probably just riding the movie wave, so it's probably crappy anyway. But um, exactly to World Dodgeball Society's credit, which I think might have been for the LA Dodgeball Society at the time, it was. Yeah. It was. So uh, uh, actually, I don't know. It, it might have changed to World Dodgeball Society, but it it was originally Los Angeles Dodgeball Society. Right, it, it, but and to their credit, they were massive. Um, they they were pretty much, correct me if I'm wrong, like the only show in town uh, for a while since like 2003, 2004. I think. Yeah, I think it was 2003, 2004. Uh, it was the first dodgeball in Los Angeles, I I, I do believe. Uh, Michael Costanzo is a CEO and founder of WD. Yes, and uh, they they used to have uh, they had locations and branches in like Chicago, New York, San Francisco. Um, then you know a. a variety of locations here in los angeles i actually run one of the leagues i run the west la uh, chapter of wds out here nice yeah so pretty funny coming full circle from nah, i don't want to do this i'm gonna go play softball too we actually run one of the leagues now um as a result. yeah yeah i do <laughs> yeah it is full circle that's funny um so what was your first experience of dodgeball like like do you remember the first day you showed up like when, when did you decide yeah like the bug got me it was uh, that first moment. I, I remember my friend. My, my Dodge father is Eric Billage, um, local here in Los Angeles. Doesn't really play elite or anything like that, but he's a local LA dodgeball player. And um, I came, and I hadn't, I didn't, you know, just like most people, I didn't know experience with dodgeball since, you know, uh, grade school. And the balls were just flying so fast. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And he didn't really have an organized team and it was kind of chaos and i was looking at the team that was just molly whopping us and i'm like that seems fun they seem organized i like this and i want to accept a challenge to get to their level one day and then i remember you know once the final whistle blew uh and you're slapping high fives and everything i'm like man i i, I don't want to stop i want more of this so i was instantly like can i can i sign up when can i join can i come back can i get, can we go again can we go in right now i'm gonna play again and that's you know just 
that's how it is. That's how it is, man. When you get addicted to something, you're like, I, I got to have it now. Yep. I know that all too well, man. You're just like, I, I know it's three o'clock in the morning. I know we played like 50 times, but can we just do it again? And we're doing this next week, right? Right? Like, you just, you just can't stop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's, uh, this is why it's one of my favorite questions to ask people is like, when did you know? What was that moment where you just realized, um, you love this game? And, and I think most of the time when you go back, it's like, you, you can't. You just somehow something happened between stepping on the court to leaving. You're just like, yeah, this is for me forever. Yeah. It was just, it, it just clicked. I'm like, up. Oh, I found my calling. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I love dodgeball, man. Man, I miss it. <laughs> but, um, what, uh, so you mentioned you played sports and saw, so, uh, baseball and softball growing up. Um, did you play any, any other sports prior to that or in addition? Uh, pr- predominantly just those two baseball, softball. And I, you know, I, I messed around and like that was like with actual organized leagues. You know, I'm, you do a little bit of everything. You play a little basketball, you do a little swimming, yada, yada, yada. Gotcha. So you're no, you're no stranger which, to w- just, which, which, athletics. by the way, uh, I, I tried swimming. Um, but uh, also, uh, I, I, I'm black and I, I can't, so, uh, I, I never finished my lessons. I'll put it like that. Uh, I don't know. I can float really well. I can, I can float with my <laughs> to be honest. I can, man. Uh, so, so if you, if you have a float off, I could probably win that, but a swimming competition, not, not, not my, not my thing. So if you got thrown in the pool, you, you'd survive. You just, uh, I mean, uh, if I got in the, the, like the three foot in of the pool. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I'll, I'll be able to stand up. Somebody has got to challenge you to a floating contest now just to see. Oh, oh my God. What did I, what did I, what did I put out there? Now it's on the internet and it lives forever. Yep. It's out there forever. Someone's <laughs> going to challenge you. Um, <laughs> I know they will. So let's see. So swimming athletics, um, kind of want to ask like if any sports, um, helped you with dodgeball, like th- like it sounded like you, you, you felt like you really just want to get better. Um, did baseball help you out at all or just being familiar with sports? Like, did you have any, any like hesitation to, to keep playing or you're just like, nah, I got this. No, I was, I, I, I was two feet in from the moment I stepped on the court, on the court. It was great. And it, it was, and also I wasn't, I don't drink. Um, I, I never really have, I did for a little bit, but I ne- I've never really, uh, you know, been, I don't know, like, let's go to the bar. I've never really been that guy, you know? So I wasn't super familiar with the aspect and then, like, the drinking aspect and the socializing afterwards. But then once I found out that people do go do that and kind of hang out at the bar, like, oh, there's another aspect of dodgeball, which I didn't know about. Let's, uh, this is great. I can have my competition on the court and establish friendships off the court. This is, this is great. What, what more can I, what can I want? What can I ask for? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you, Never mind the fact that dodgeball itself is just so fun, but just being able to socialize afterwards, um, like it just adds like a whole new layer or element of why this is such an amazing thing that we've been fortunate to discover um, throughout our lives. So, for sure, and I feel like there are other those recreation, you know, sports like you know that I played at least again volleyball. Uh, I, mean, I mean, baseball, softball, and I also play volleyball as well but i like those communities aren't anything like dodgeball so it's, it's the communal aspect that really keeps me coming back to it nice yeah i'm, I'm always gonna say like yeah sometimes dodgeball family can be a little rough and sometimes people can be a little divisive or whatever but at the end of the day like the dodgeball community is probably one of the best things that could ever happen to a person i feel and we're experiencing that now as we kind of talked about during a little uh, coronavirus rant but um it's something else, man. And, um, to be able to 
say I've known somebody or I've known of them for X amount of time. Like I was with, yeah. uh, with Rob, for example, I've known this guy for like 14 years now, 16 years. And, um, yeah, we might be like the best friends in the entire world, but, uh, I know I've got a friend out there, um, because Absolutely. of that. And it's just, it, it's always so cool to see like when people post like, Hey, I'm staying here. Is there any dodgeball going on? Like, like it's, it's just something that you should be really fortunate to be a part of, but, um, might get into that later. We'll see. But I wanted to ask, yeah. um, Oh, go ahead. Did you have anything to say? No, no, no. I was like, yeah, go ahead. Um, did you ever play in the NDL? I want to say yes. I did for uh, one time. One time. What year was that? One Do you time. remember? Oh, it had to be like, it was the last year. It was a round. It was the last year before it stopped. So, uh, so what year was that? So it was, I, I want to say like 2012, 2013. It was, it was whatever that last year was. That's when. Uh, that was my first and only time. I think it was 2013. I want to say 2013. Maybe 2012. I don't know. Again, I use Siri for a lot of mathematical equations. So it, it must, if it was the last year, um, they say they had something in 2014, which would last was like 10 people showed up. So 2013 was when they actually had a tournament. Yeah. They, so I'm going to guess it was there. What, uh, what team yeah. were you on? Do you remember? It was in Vegas. Yeah, do you remember what, what team uh, you played for? Uh Chaos. Chaos. Okay. Okay, yeah, no, I think I remember that now. I think I remember seeing you in a, in a Chaos. San Diego, no, LA Chaos. LA Chaos. Yeah, LA right. Chaos, yeah. Yeah, San Diego Crossfire was the other one. I believe so, yeah. yeah those are some those are some interesting names. Um, I would I would ask what drew you into the NDL. Um, I imagine it was just people were saying, for the time being, this is like the thing to do, or what, what, do you remember what that was like and what yeah, got you out the there? Yeah, at the time... Um, so I remember here in LA, uh, there's Sunday open gym and it's, it's been going on forever, at least from when I started playing, I know before too, it was like for two hours and I, and I remember at the time when I first started playing one half of the court was reserved for no sting and the other half was reserved for 8.5. And I didn't know many of these players at the time, but it was like people like Mark Acom and Vince Marchbanks. Uh, they would show up and they would play, and I, I looked over them. I saw like the, the the ball that they were playing with. I'm like, you guys are crazy, you're crazy, Tom. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I'm never going to do that. And then like the more and more I started playing, I'm like, wait a minute, you mean people travel for dodgeball? They're like, this is this isn't just like a, a local LA thing. This is this is like there's more to it. And uh, I found that answer to be yes. I'm like, oh, I'm interested in exploring and seeing what you know, can unfold with this thing I'm still new to at the time. So uh, I found out about it. Uh, I love going to Vegas. And I'm like, all right, let's do a two for one. Nice. Yeah, I mean, NDL for what it was, was really good from 2005 to 2012. So 2013 was probably the worst time for you to go since it was pretty much on its absolutely last leg. Um right. So it's it's kind of cool that you stuck around, obviously, and got to see what else was out there, like what was yet to come with with Elite blowing up as it did, and um, I almost want to ask, like, what was your what was your takeaway when you went home from from that that tournament um, with the NDL? Like you had all this hype, and then uh, yeah, it wasn't. It, I I didn't. It didn't. Like I enjoyed playing uh, with you know on the team and and getting to meet new people from uh around at least the world west coast or country um and that was cool to see that there are other people that will 
that play dodgeball in their local cities and that will travel to play dodgeball. So that was the positive about it. Uh, it, it didn't, it, but as far as like, it didn't feel like the organization was, were for the dodgeballers. It felt like they were for themselves. And again, I don't, I'm not trying to get too political here, but I remember signing this contract and <laughs> I remember uh, uh, I was on the floor reading this like super fine print contract. I'm like, I'm sorry, are you trying to own dodgeball? I didn't, that didn't make sense to me. And I remember uh, <laughs> I was, I was laying next to Vince and uh, uh, Ed was like walking around and like, just making sure we were filling out uh, uh, the, the contract and he accidentally stepped on me. He's like, Oh, sorry, pal. I'm like, Oh, don't worry about it. I signed a contract. You can do that now. Oh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's literally like what I said. And I remember just Vince just laughing next to me when I saw that, when he, when he heard that. So I'm uh yeah, that, the, the corporate aspect of it didn't feel great, but, you know, being on court and hanging out with all the people and meeting new people, that was fine. So, you know, that was the, the pro and the con. <laughs> Man, that is... Uh... <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I signed the contract. You can, I am a doormat now. That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do whatever you owe me. Yeah, I'm, I remember reading that contract back in 2005, just over and over and over again, and just being like, what the heck, man? Like, first yeah, of all, this, yeah. yeah, just... No one, I'm sorry. No one owns dodgeball. This is this is for everyone. Like, get get out of here. Get out of here, man. So yeah, that was like mm, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I again, we we it'd be really easy to just dive into the NDL, but like I will say, um, his idea on paper is was solid. Like his his model was solid. It was just the attitude that he had that did not work, as the dodgeball community will prove time and again. If you try to right. monopolize or capitalize on dodgeball, something that we're all very, very, very passionate about, and you try to package that and make money off of it um, in, a, in a greedy fashion, um, yeah, good luck. Um, they'll see right through you. So, yeah, um, yeah it's. Uh, I'm glad that you saw. I guess like the bigger picture, like heck, like hey, there are people that want to actually compete out here. Because um, I imagine that's what what got you into elite. Because 2013 elite was doing. Um, it started doing its thing with the right the invitationals yeah it was the invitationals and then 2013 they rolled out with the west coast series which was four west coast based tournaments um i think all of them were in la except one in phoenix um did you play in any of those do you remember not in 2013 no i think it started with the league until 2014 i believe with uh riot right no uh it was always with showtime oh was it yeah, it was always ever... with Showtime, uh, but we uh, we just didn't have uh, we went through very variations. Gotcha. I wonder why I had you playing. Did you ever play with Riot? Uh, no, no, uh, I wouldn't. I never played because like at the time it was like uh, Mark Acom, Super Dave uh, was. I think Carlo was on the team at the time. Okay. Um, so no, I, I never played with Riot. I'm thinking for some reason, and I remember that. I mean, that kind of goes into a story of how Showtime was you know, created too, actually. Well, we can definitely get into that. Um, man, my memory sucks. I'm, for some reason, I just picture you in like an all black Jersey. Is that what, what's Showtime's current color right now? Uh, currently, uh, uh, we have like the Hollywood nights edition where we have the, uh, it's a, it's a part of Hollywood Boulevard, uh, where you have like, the grandma Chinese and the Madame Tussauds. Uh, but, uh, classic Showtime, we have like the yellow jerseys with the black logo. Right. Yeah, I remember that. And then uh, the next jerseys were like, like, and were like all black with uh, just Showtime letters uh, vertically going down. Okay. 
but Man. the riot jerseys were black with like yellow uh, riot words on it, going like across the chest at a diagonal. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's the skyline that's throwing me off. Plus, I'm old, yeah. so I'll just chalk it up to that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Showtime. So how did um how did that come about? Like, why? Let's just start there again from the beginning of Showtime. Well, Showtime uh, got started because I was fed up with trying to uh, look for a tournament team to play on uh, for whatever little tournaments or big tournaments were going around at the time. I, I was tired of asking people, hey, do you, do you need an extra player? Hey, can I get on a team? Hey, I'm a free agent for this. I'm a free agent for that. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So I said, you know what? Let me just start, start a team. And uh, I want to find players who are, you know, are like-minded and we want to uh, get, you know, uh, playing tournaments too. And we don't really want to have to waste time asking if we can be on someone else's team. Let's just make a team and, nice. and go at it, go at it ourselves. Yeah, no, that's, uh... and I think at the time too, uh, uh, or I remember elite being around and I, it took me a while to want to play elite and play with 8.5. But once I started playing with that, style ball I'm like, okay it's not as bad as i first thought it was and then uh elite was invitational only i'm like man I, I i really like i don't have a team so i can't get invited to play unless i get joined unless i join a team and i, I just really want to play play so it's like the motivation to uh get on a team that would be invited and then uh, and then he started to open it up so then uh, i we we made a team we made a team uh showtime and we started just playing gotcha i i like that i mean that's that's one way just to solve that problem of like, you know, I'm always throwing myself out there or I'm always bouncing from team to team. Like, no, I'm just going to create my own team, round up five or six other people and then boom, problem solved and we'll work together to, to get better. Exactly. Yeah. I'm looking exactly. at, uh, from the ground up. I'm creeping on you on my other screen. I see, uh, I see the dark showtime color now. Yeah. I'm just gonna chalk that up to just bad memory. That's my bad. Like sometimes I can remember like <laughs> what you said to me the first time, what you're eating, what you're dressed, but sometimes we're like, uh, who am I again? But <laughs> <laughs> we'll just chalk it up to I'm 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 I I I feel like I need to take more ginkgo biloba. I can't even say ginkgo ginkgo biloba. Is that what it is to take? See, obviously I need to take it because I can't pronounce it correctly. Or but the medicine it helps you remember well. Oh. Uh, it was like really big back in like the '90s, early 2000s. Take the ginkgo. It'll help you remember. I remember those commercials. Ginkgo biloba. Okay, yeah, sign me up yeah. for that. Made in hair tree. We're gonna we're gonna get so many comments about. No, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> probably. Yeah, we're probably butchering. That's gonna be the first comment of this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to look into that because uh, I might need that. Um, you ginkgo said, what's that? Alexa, what is ginkgo biloba? Here's something I found on the web. According to wisejeek.com, a dingo is a wild dog. No, not a dingo. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Hey, we're all, we're all off today. Uh, Alexa, we're off. Stop. Alexa's off. Um, I'm clearly done. I'm clearly done. <laughs> this is Alexa's second, uh, second time on the show, actually. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat guess, everybody. Um, yeah. So you said earlier um, that this type of ball, were you referring to 8.5? Uh, yeah, yeah. For Elite, I was talking, I was referring to 8.5. Oh, okay. I just assumed that yeah, you, you just were raising 8.5, and when you're saying this weird ball, I thought maybe you meant Stinger or... No, 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 no. Yeah, okay. So uh, uh, originally, LADS, Los Angeles Dodgeball Society, that started with 8.5 balls. Right. However, by the time I started playing, it had converted to no sting because it was just a more of a friendly or inviting ball to play with. And uh, or the, the WDS slash LADS numbers started to grow once they made that switch. 
So come 2010, when I started playing, uh, all the LA leagues were uh, uh, no state. Okay, which at the time was Stay Puffed, right? The Stay Puff ball. Yeah, Stay. The, yeah, Stay Puff slash no. State. It's the same same ball, just different terminology for it. Yeah, oh, it reminds me. So you had like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow League. Yep, yep, yep. The Marshmallow Man. I was on the T-shirts. I was a logo. Yeah, and then you had uh, the uh, Charles Bronson, which was the eight point five one. Yes, and that's then one. I and then that's when I uh, started playing eight point five because LA. Uh, World Dodgeball Society, WDS, had like a Charles Bronson League. And it was kind of like, you know, an intro to a leader, intro to uh, 8.5. And I started playing that. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And that's what I uh, – and and the thing is, I feel like this for new players too, because we can get into this later, but like Showtime hosts, uh, I think the only 8.5 practice here in Los Angeles now. Nice. Uh, it's really – I feel like a lot of newer players, I, I know I went through this, I felt like there's like a t- – Tier system, or like I'm, I'm not up to their level, or I, uh, they're going to like just murder me when I get on the court. Uh, I don't want to get destroyed, and these are all like top tier players. But a lot of the players back then and currently who play 8.5 at the quote unquote elite level, just are neighborhood. You know, I mean, let's see people you see in local neighborhood leagues anyway. So once you just change the ball type, it's not really changing the personnel. It's just it's changing the strategy a bit, but for the, the the newer dodgeballers, myself for example, I was afraid because I thought it was just a complete, you know, it was just they just had the advantage just by being I don't I don't know they just had an advantage. But once I started going out and and, and playing in a Charles Bronson league, I saw that it was those same players that I saw with on you know a local a local nosting uh, uh, league just in a different ball type in a ball, ball type atmosphere gotcha so i'm like okay that made it that kind of broke the ice a little bit seeing familiar faces that i've already played against i'm sure they got me out sure i caught them sure i got them out sure they caught me but it was just a familiar familiar familiarity of the players versus the ball type that really made me more comfortable playing 8.5 gotcha yeah that's that's a good answer i mean it's the, the for the most part a lot of it's very similar uh people are going to behave the way they behave um but for the most part, at the end of the day, it's still dodgeball. So once you know the face, exactly. it's like, oh, okay, I know what this guy's more or less capable of. He might have a more of a curveball if we're throwing no sting versus 8.5, but at least it's not a completely foreign atmosphere or environment. Exactly. Nice. And once I saw that challenge, I'm like, oh, oh, this is, I got to raise my level. I got to get better at this. Uh, I love that. I love like trying to rise to the challenge. Nice. So clearly, um, I mean, it seems like when you play dodgeball, it doesn't matter what style, doesn't matter what ball type, you're just, you're all in. So that being said, um, if you had to rank, um, have you played cloth before? I'm assuming yes. I have. Uh, I played it once. So how, uh, once? That's good enough for me. How, yeah. how would you rank yeah. all four? Uh, uh, I started with 8.5. I'm sorry, I've started with no sting. And that's why I played with uh, the longest, and that's why I'm, you know, most. I don't know if I said most comfortable, but most comfortable with. So I'll say uh, no sting number one, uh, eight point five number two. Sp- specifically, WDBF foam. I don't like any other foam ball, but I, I I can rock with WDBF foam. I feel like they're 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 heavier, uh, they're more dense, and they're uh, cl- the closest to a no sting. Uh, ball so that's the only type of foam ball i will rock with and then at a distant fourth rocks only because i don't know of any other type of dodgeball uh uh cloth 
Okay. But like literally any other type of ball before cloth. I'm trying to think like what else is there other than um I mean there's stinger. Oh, yeah, no, cloth before stinger. Uh, for me, for me. Well, I mean it's it, I'll, I'll put it like this stinger is, is really fun to throw, but it sucks to get hit with. Yeah. Um I, I don't think it, I think it's with cloth. It's it sucks to throw and get hit with. So that's why I put stinger above above cloth. Cause just because there's one more, just one element of enjoyability or enjoyment before cloth. Pretty much, like yeah. If there's an ounce of, you know, of enjoyability, it would it would go above cloth. That's Medicine fair. ball and then cloth. Oh man. Okay. Now we're getting crazy. I think I probably do no or stinger over medicine ball. Yeah, it depends on the, the size of the medicine ball or the weight. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, foam is, or not foam, excuse me, cloth is just something else. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not with it, man. Hey, but that, that being said, I'm not talking bad about you if you play cloth. I fully support you. Go Team USA and whoever's trying out for that. Uh, uh, but yeah, but yeah, that's at the bottom of the list. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, if you're, if you're a competitor and you're going after cloth, then, good on you um yeah. it, well that being said it's man. been several years since i've tried it i only tried it once and didn't like it but i'm a i'm, I'm open to giving things a second chance and you know trying it again so i'm open to trying it again one day but i, I i'm not gonna get my hopes up <laughs> yeah that's fair <clears throat> um did you have any role models growing up and i still have to figure out where to put this question but i'm more curious just like knowing who people looked up to as they're growing up. So it could be real fictitious sports star. Um, just who'd you look up to when you're growing up? If anybody like as far as dodgeball or just in general, just in general, uh, Robin Williams, hmm. Robin Williams is my favorite, uh, comedian and, and, and comic actor. And he's, he's the reason why I became an actor and wanted to become an actor as a child. And, I always looked up to him and uh, he's just, I feel like one of the greatest comedic geniuses um, of all time. And that's who I uh, really, really inspired me to, to do what I do today. So I'll, I'll say Robin Williams. That's cool, man. Um, probably a really hard question to ask you, but what is your favorite Robin Williams movie? Oh man. Or the uh, first one that comes to mind. Cause I'm, I'm sure it's, that's gotta be hard to rate. I mean, I couldn't uh, do it. <sighs> all of them like, it depends on what mood i'm in you know what i mean i could, right. I could go with you know a, a, a slapstick i could go with something more adventurous i could go with you know one of his dramatic roles it's it's it just really depends on what mood i'm in yeah um i keep thinking mrs doubtfire was one of my favorite doubtfire jumanji uh patch adams uh goodwill hunting yeah. Uh, God, what was, what was this? Uh, I forget the one name of uh, this one movie I'm blanking on, but like literally, he's he. As far as I'm concerned, he could do no wrong. The character or just his acting? Him, him. I mean, I mean, his acting wise, you know. What I mean, uh, um, he he was just a, a genius with whatever he did. So um, uh, that's or... that's one of my. That's just one of them. I have several like role models as far as that goes uh goes uh whoopi goldberg is another one uh as far as like you know a, a woman entertainer um 
a black entertainer, um, someone who, you know, was a, a pioneer and uh, paved the way for so many others as well. Um, my mom in various aspects, I'm very close to my mom, uh, you know, a bunch of people. Batman, big down to Batman. He's a, someone I try to uh, be like a lot, actually. What would Batman do? It's something I ask myself oh, man. frequently. Well, now I have to ask, who's your favorite Batman? Like your favorite? Uh, Kevin Conroy. Oh uh, man, I don't. He, he, he's a he's a voice actor of the Batman the animated series. The from the nineties. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. man, that was a good. But series. as far as like live action Batman, yeah. George Clooney. No, just kidding. Okay, um, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Adam Adam West is great. He's goofy. I love like the uh, the sixties seventies version of that of, of Batman. So Adam West is great. Uh, Michael Keaton's is Batman. He's fantastic uh, as it. Christmas bells, you know, he's cool. Um, I wasn't a fan of Ben Affleck, to be honest. I wasn't, he, I, yeah, he, well, not at the top of my list. So I'll say Michael Keaton, uh, in, in no specific order, Michael Keaton, uh, Adam West, and Kevin Conroy. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, guys, it's, it's, it's been hard so far not to go in rabbit holes with you, man. Like, I know I say that a lot, but like, you specifically, it's just like, we went, we talked about COVID-19 for like a good 10 minutes before we even started the actual podcast. So I'm, I'm trying to, to just to hold off on the Batman speak. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, we can, we can save that for, uh, for afterwards, uh, the, the, the post and post, uh, post podcast questions. Yeah. For sure. Like the extra time. Yeah. Dodgeball over time. That, that's what you should uh, call like the, the segment of once the like dodgeball por- portion gets finished or like to go back to any circle back to any tangents, the dodgeball overtime segment. Actually, I really like that. Um, I'm writing that down as we speak because that uh, I started with minisodes once because um, I think it was Sam Hutter. She um, she corrected me on a recap about one of the teams that she played on, and um, it was like one of those things. Like, man, I really wish I could address this. And then Justin Bosch threw some stuff at me, and then I was like, oh man, I could probably just knock this out in like 20 minutes and just make it a minisode and just like, hey, this is real quick, like focused on these two things and then I'm out. Um, yeah. So like a dodgeball overtime is pretty cool too. Nice man. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Um, well let's, cause I imagine this is probably gonna be a big chunk of, of our conversation, um, to kick off the crowdsource questions. So, um, do you have a pregame ritual? Uh, pooping. That's a that's a big one uh, for like tournaments. Pre-game poop is something that I got to do. Um, other than that, no, I just I just show up and I uh, know I you know uh, in all seriousness, uh, I like to get to the gym early and stretch. I, I like to stretch for a good ten minutes at least, especially because you know I'm getting older, dude, and uh, I can't just like I used to never stretch. I used to never stretch when I played dodgeball. Man, I was like show up and jump on the court and bounce around. Now I'm like, oh god, if, if I don't stretch before, I got to spend like three days in a hot tub afterwards, man. Yeah, pay for it later. <laughs> so I got to I got to get to the get to the uh, gym stretch early especially because you know you know as a captain and as a referee you gotta have the, the captain's meeting and, and the ref rest meeting and you know i, I like seeing uh people and 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 um you know seeing people i haven't seen in a while and giving them hugs and everything uh but, but then I, I gotta you know go stretch you know get in my zone and and you know amp up yeah it's important you gotta do that before the captain 
aspect starts taking over your mental focus and then refereeing, you got to get into that yeah. mindset of, okay, I'm here to play, here to compete, here to win. Um, in that headspace, yeah. You definitely got to lock in. Or if you, you know, just lock, got to lock in before that happens, um, especially like in a drive up there, you know, uh, you know, have 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 your you know your 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 playlist going in the car on the way there, and just lock in and just keep it you know keep keep it focused once you arrive through the gym. For sure. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned like being able to play without stretching back in the day. Like that was I remember those days, just like roll out of the car after a nice hour and a half long drive from Tucson to Phoenix, just throw up to the court, still wearing jeans, being able to play like nothing happened. Now it's like if I did that, just like you man, I'd be hurting for days afterwards. Yeah, man. <laughs> Those were days. Remember yeah. life before back pain and knee arthritis and, you know, pinkies that will never get straight again. Those, man, those were the good old days. Yep. Getting up, not having to worry about getting up too fast or if I turn my neck too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Oh, man. Um, do you listen to music while you're warming up or stretching or like do you have any like like pre-game playlists or songs that amp you up for the dodgeball? For dodgeball? Yeah, I definitely have a playlist. I don't have any in like headwear uh or like uh, bluetooth air pieces that i i listen to like while i'm stretching i would love that i just don't have any of that right but like in the car or uh whenever i'm going to a tournament uh, or i'm getting dressed at you know my airbnb or the you know where i'm staying i definitely have a playlist that i have it's called game time hmm. i noticed a lot of people are making stuff available on spotify is that something that you'd be willing to share or do you have like a couple of tracks that you can shoot off just curious, yeah. like no yeah, yeah. To. um i mean one of my favorite tracks uh, uh to listen to is uh win by j-rock hmm. uh mama said knock you out by ll cool j uh i like you know, i like edm music um i like the 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 remix to kendrick lamar's humble i think skrillex uh remix that and that and that beat goes hard too um so th those are those are three on a quick list three nice. win by j-rock Mama said, "Knock you out by LL Cool J and the humble remix uh, of Ki Kendrick Lamar uh, remix by Skrillex." Cool. I have to check this out. Um, in my last interview with Kevin, he mentioned a couple names um, to check out as well, and I'm just like slowly racking up this playlist of like what other people get into. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, I'm pretty open-minded yeah, when it comes to music, so I'm always like down to check out new stuff. Like, I think you said like Destroyer absolute power some like real heavy metal type stuff so it's really cool just getting a sampling of like each person's preference in terms of music <clears throat> which i'm sure we're probably getting plenty of now since we're all freaking quarantined yeah man we got none but time yeah none but time well let's go into the crossword questions um thank you to everybody that submitted these pretty quickly and uh looks like we've got a few so we'll start with dominic's he asks um what made you come up with the team name showtime so where'd that come from Oh, um, Showtime. Uh, the main reason there's there's two partial reasons, uh, but the main reason is because of my uh, performance background and being an actor, and like when you're about to you know step on that stage and when the curtains open up, it's Showtime. It's yeah. Showtime, baby. You just got to go out and put on a show. Um, so that's the main reason. <clears throat> and then uh, kind of a sub reason is because I'm I'm from LA. I'm a big fan of Lakers. Uh, I remember the Showtime Lakers era, that was, you know, just like flashy plays of, you know, the players on the court. And, and I want, I, I thought that was cool. And I wanted to kind of make a subtle ode to, ode to that as well, but, but mainly because of my performance background. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't want to make any assumptions, but I, f I figured that might've been why just, just a hunch. Um, but the Lakers Showtime era. So that was like Magic Johnson, James Worthy, 
Super Duper Cooper. So it's back in the day, like what, yeah. 80s, early 90s? Uh, yeah, like in the 80s. In the nice. 80s, pretty much. That's cool. <clears throat> That's a cool little nod to yeah, something a little bit more like, like you've got your, okay, your surface level. Yeah, okay, obviously makes sense because um, of, his, of his acting background. But then, no, there's a little bit more to that if you just peel back a little bit. So that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Um, Emilio asks, have you done any voice overacting? Uh, I have. Uh, I want to get into it more. Uh, the voice overacting that I've done is more so from um, through my commercial agent. And in the voiceover world, I mean, you can get your own like freelance gigs and then you can have a voiceover agent as well. Um, I don't have that yet, but I do have had, I've acquired some jobs via my commercial agent for voiceover work. So I have a, I have a little bit under my belt. That's cool. Anything that we might know or could reference or look into or. Uh, there was like a, a, a Google duo commercial I did that was like, I was like a, a toothbrush talking and I, I was uh, I think it was like promoting Google Duo, Duo at the time it's basically Google's version of FaceTime and it was like a, a tooth a bottle of a, a tube of toothpaste video calling uh, her friend which was a toothbrush don't it wasn't it didn't win any like commercial awards or anything it wasn't the best topic uh but it was uh that was like one of them I did um I've done some and then like other like voiceover commercials pretty much Oh, that's cool, man. I actually, uh, I Googled and found it. So I'll have to listen to that one. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. recording. Maybe post it <laughs> on the threads. That's cool, man. Yeah. I, I remember like, I don't say freaking out, but, um, it was the, was it the, it was for the house. Um, Lowe's was it Lowe's. Oh yeah. Uh, bed bath me on. That was, yeah. that was what I did for, and that was a black Friday spot. I did that uh, was, last year. That was nuts, man. Just like, it was like, wait a minute. I know that guy. Like, holy crap. Like, Played dodgeball with him for years, and like my parents, are like who? I'm like him, Tori. That's like yeah, that guy. And then like the, the commercials over. Shopping, yeah. Yeah, and then, like the commercials over. Like no, like, come back here. And then you came back like every other freaking commercial. I was like okay, Tori, I got it. Like for the house, okay, enough. Like, but yeah, no, it's it's really yeah. cool. Um, but is that your most recent one? Uh, well, I have some stuff that's in the canon right now. But it sucks because I think literally today there was supposed to be one that was released, but with the whole you know going back to the COVID nineteen thing, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to get released because it was for a specific specific product launch. Oh, I'm not sure I'm able to talk about, uh, but it was supposed to be a commercial for that specific product. So who knows when things will get back to normal when that will come out uh, when that product will get launched so yeah there's some stuff in the works right now so i'm hoping like just like everyone else that things get back to normal real quick gotcha and then we'll see more of you hopefully absolutely uh, i hope so too clay austin asks um do you get any residuals when people click the ads you've done um no that's not how the residuals work uh per se uh at least for me uh, I did so the way it works for like commercially is uh, you get airs on TV uh, or uh, other other platforms. You get paid the new contract for SAG after the new SAG after contract is you get paid in 13 week cycles. So every 13 weeks you get a check that comes in saying, "Hey, we want to reuse your um, this commercial for the next 13 weeks." 
and then you hope that they want to use it again for another 13 weeks and you get another check. But for online stuff, they kind of give you like a buyout. So they say, here, here's X amount of dollars up front and we can use this for, you know, six months, three months, a year, uh, or whatever the stipulations are in the contract. Gotcha. So basically if we see you pop up on YouTube, don't click, it's not going to help you in any way. Uh, I mean that don't get me wrong. It could, it could help because if, if they see that that specific commercial is, uh, getting, uh, has a higher click rate than, uh, another commercial that they have, they might say, Hey, Tori, we got, you sold a lot of our products just, or you had a lot of click through. So we want to use you again for another, another commercial for another product. So okay. I want, I'm not going to say it's not going to help me, but, uh, it might not help me in the way that you're thinking of, but I always love when people click on my face because that's what i do it for question mark yeah fair enough okay I do it so for the gram baby maybe not maybe not financial like monetary residuals well, you know, but in, indirectly yes i'll put it like this indirectly yes okay directly question mark it, it could or could not uh but indirectly at least yes so and also like i gotta say the dodgeball community has been so supportive of me they they they, they oh, oh here's another funny thing too like it's rare that I know a date when, like, when a commercial is going to launch. Um, I just happened to ask specific, specifically, and they said uh, specifically, this product is launching for this for the one that was supposed to, to come out today. But like most of the time, I have no idea when things are going to air. So I get notified uh, when people tag me on Facebook or send me a message or send me a text saying, "Hey, I just saw you on you know uh, on TV or I was watching Hulu or watching YouTube and you popped up or scrolling through." Instagram or in or whatever it was, and that's how I get notified. Like, you guys are, are people are the ones who tell me. I'm like, oh, that's great, fantastic. I'll go and look for it now. Nice. So, uh, thank you to everyone who's been so supportive of me. I, I truly appreciate that. Um, and for everyone else who's wondering, like, that's I'm, I guess I'm mostly known uh, for my commercials, but I do you know, television, film as well. Uh, I just do whatever I can to keep the lights on, and uh, I've been very blessed to be able to um, keep that the momentum and the status quo has been pretty good over the last several years. So I'm very happy that this is my, my main uh, thing to do uh, to, you know, keep, keep my lights on. Nice man. Yeah. It's awesome when you can, when you can like do what you love and that that's how you make your living. Like that's, that's always a, a great thing. And exactly. Um, that's cool, man. Um, yeah kind of talked about just a little bit but alan thomas asks a question for the foreseeable future how long are we going to be quarantined for to answer your question as long as we freaking need to okay <laughs> you know what i mean stay your home keep clean wash your hands and let's get through this together that's that's the answer to this question thank you very much next question moving on <laughs> fair enough so until it's done no 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 just kidding just kidding just kidding uh i mean honestly i don't know i'm not a scientist uh but honestly like seriously I don't want to get anyone sick. I don't want to get sick, even if I do recover from it or not. The thing that the thing, another thing that people don't understand is, even if you're young and can recover, you still might go to the hospital. That's a hospital bed that you're taking up that someone else may need and may need more so than you do, um, who might not recover from it as quickly and who really needs those medicines in that bed in that room. So let's just get through it together and 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 just look forward to the other side. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um... And again, I don't know if I covered it or we talked about it, but you guys, are you in lockdown right now or shutdown or what's the actual term for you guys? Uh, we're under the safer at home order. I think it's an order and mandate. I don't know what it is, but it's called safer at home. So we're uh, in Los Angeles. We're only supposed to go outside for necessary trips uh, gotcha. to the grocery store, to the bank, 
um, to get, you know, a medicine or pharmacy, et cetera, et cetera. But anyone who's quote unquote non-essential uh, is uh, uh, told to stay at home if at all possible and, and for as long as we can. For sure. So it's not locked down as of yet. Right. Um, it's strongly suggested. And like this past weekend, it was, it was a little warm yesterday so a bunch of people went to the beach and you saw these idiot spring breakers and if these i'm sorry if this is you who was listening to this podcast but yes you were an idiot spring breaker who went out to you know the floridian beaches and for spring break like just you guys just don't get it it's just you guys are you're 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 you're, you're selfish you're selfish and um you need to think about others and not just yourself so um but anyway our mayor's like yeah we're gonna uh shut down uh all beach parking lots and like close uh, uh, all of our parks and and a lot of our hiking trails to help people help themselves and help each other. Yeah, it's uh, I feel like city, cities, states, governors, powers that be are going to ask nicely and then slowly just start enforcing it if um, people aren't um, just it's abiding by. Them. Yeah, if they're not just like I said, you know, I I had the wrong attitude, but you know, open my eyes and it's it's not uh, it's not hard to just suck it up for a little while because it's, it's going right. to, like you said, right. the longer we do this crap, um, the longer it's going to take. So there you go. If we all do it together, we'll get, we'll get over this thing quicker. Yep. Um, kind of a change in, I don't want to say tone, but change in subject with this one. So Vince Marchbanks asks, how do we stop overly aggressive players who yell and intimidate refs? Ooh, that's a good question. Right. That's a very good question. Um, I think there are a couple of things in which, um, we can do. Uh, first of all, I think refs, and this is kind of somewhat difficult because uh, every team is required to have refs and not everyone uh, wants to ref and they're forced to. So that part I get. But any ref that does put, you know, that whistle around their neck um, needs to have, I feel it needs to have an air of confidence when they step into the court. Um, because when you have an air of confidence, uh, no matter if you make a call, whether it's right or wrong, which I hope is right, um, when you are confident about it, you won't get as much lip, um, I, I tend to think, um, versus if you're kind of like, you know, meek about it or mild. And I, I get it. Everyone wants to be each other's friends and you, want, you don't want to make anyone upset, especially your friends. But it's, you got to be uh, impartial. Uh, to it when you uh, are refereeing a game. You, you just got to be confident, make those calls. Um, because a, lo a lot of it, like sometimes players just want to call one way or another. The, the best call is always, I mean, the right call is always best, but we just want a call to be made so we can continue playing and not waste time. Um, so be confident, be confident about your calls, be, be, be loud in your counts. Um, just have that air of authority. Um, so that's one. I think when you uh, when you have when you exude authority, people are more likely to respect it. And second part is if they don't, we have got to give out more yellow cards. We have, I'm 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 a big advocate of carding people when they deserve it. And a, a a big issue that I have is we know who all the veterans are. We know who's been playing for years and who knows the rules. And if you are exuding unsportsmanlike conduct or just blatantly cheating you, you get teed up sorry that's what it is you've been playing far too long and i don't have to deal with any arrogance or anyone trying to you know use the system to their advantage 
if you are being a dick, just that's it. Like no warnings. Uh, we're too nice. Just give a yellow card. You got to treat people. It kind of, you know, it's kind of like a baby. You got to, you got to, you know, discipline them, whatever your, your definition of discipline is, but you got to discipline them into how to act right. And uh, I think referees uh, in general need to do this because if you let someone get away with it while you're refereeing, they're going to have that attitude going to their next game and try to treat the next rest, uh, the next ref with the same lack of respect. So if we all demand respect um, uh, on the same level, then I think players will have a, uh, uh, a better respect for every other ref, whether they're your friend or not. Yeah, I think so. Cause like if you, if you mouth off and you have this crappy attitude and it's never checked, um, you're just gonna keep doing it. You're like, Oh, I can get away. I can with this. And that one time you get a yell, you're like, Oh crap. Um, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't. And I feel like I agree. Like, I, and I, I'm definitely just as guilty of like letting a lot slide when man, I should have carded that or I should have said something or, um, I think without going yellow card happy, um, just cause he sneezed right, too many exactly. times. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying tee everyone up. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not, but I, I, I see that more people need to receive yellow cards and, and I think it will, uh, you know, it will, it will dissolve any, any, uh, situation, uh, quicker than um letting it slide or yelling people yell at each other or you getting yelled at or you yelling at someone else it's it's just just nip it in a bud um you can be stern like you can be like hey do you want a yellow card do you want a yellow card then be quiet and go away something like that you got to be respectful when talking to someone um but also if they just cross that line immediately then and they're better than they've been playing for years you don't have to give them a warning we've all we all know what the rules are we all know how to play we all know how we should treat with each other with respect then you know help them remember that by giving them a yellow card if they deserve one yeah that's a a good call and i I agree and um who knows maybe after all this quarantine nonsense a lot of the refs will just be just dying to get out some yellow cards no i'm just kidding yeah yeah i mean when warranted yes but but everyone needs to be on the same page everyone needs to be on the same page you can't you can't let things go because if you let it go it's um it's going to just go around and, and bite uh, the next ref in, in, in the butt and then come around to bite you in the butt as well. For sure. That's a good question. Um, good question, Vince. Um, Adam Demir asks, we mostly says, do you have any comments on the South from the 2019 season? Dude, the South was so fun. Uh, so last season, I'm, I'm on the West Coast. And I've always played the West Coast. And last season, I decided to uh, play in the South because coincidentally, all the round locations were uh, round were cities I had family in. So it was kind of a two for one for me. Travel, play dodgeball, see family, uh, or I guess three for one. Um, um, but like, they're so warm and welcoming and open. It's great. I don't feel like Again, it's a smaller community compared to the West, but I don't feel like there are as many cliques. And I feel like it's just one giant family and one giant party. I think that's what it should be. And they were very happy to receive uh, uh, others from uh, other regions and other locations. Like Adam is from the East. Uh, I was from the West. And when we came out there, everyone like wanted to, us to you know, welcome them in with that, you know, with that Southern hospitality, like we are a part of their own, like we are a part of their family. So that was my favorite part about going to the South. Everyone was so nice, so, so warm, so welcoming, and they know how to have a, have a good time uh, after we get off the court too. So that was my favorite thing about it. 
Nice. Yeah, I, and that seems to be like the the common thing I hear about anybody from other regions that go to the south. That, that it's just they're so welcoming, they're so awesome. They have a lot of fun. They're very social. Um, it's definitely a good reputation to have. Um, it really is. Yeah, it really, really. And I, it's it's so. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Well, hopefully we have that chance soon. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to venture out there as well and experience it for myself. Um, even talking to them in in the recaps and and um you know talking pretty, pretty i won't say like almost cold calling uh strangers saying hey do you want to talk dodgeball with me on this podcast <laughs> yeah. um yeah. and they've been so receptive and and uh they're just all awesome so um shout out to all the south people right now um uh, just for being a great region um so i guess this maybe i don't know i don't know if you want to answer this question or if you have a, a bias but dominic asks um favorite favorite region you've played in um, and also ask any region you haven't played in and want to. Uh, I, I haven't played in, in the, have I played in, I know I haven't played in the North except for nationals in what Minneapolis. Right. And I haven't played in the East, um, except for Boston nationals. So I haven't had a chance to make it to win the rounds, but I would love to make it to around in the North and in the East to see the teams that don't make it to nationals or didn't those years. Um, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm from the West coast. I probably have West coast bias as of right now. Um, small, you know, because I only played the, the West and the South, but I would love to play in the, in the East and I would love to play in the North, uh, at least one round here or there. I was, I was planning on, on trying to make it out to an East round this year. So hopefully uh, that can still happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just keep our fingers crossed and, you know, hopefully we can do it this year and if not, there's always next year and maybe we can exactly revisit that conversation or that question. Um, he also asked, are you tacos or pizza? So if you had to choose between the two, what would be your choice? Tacos. Tacos. It's fair. Yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. Um, I love pizza too. I love pizza too, but if I had to have the choice, definitely tacos. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Man. I, I love my tacos as well. And uh, for some reason I keep getting tagged whenever somebody feels like they've got a superior taco plate than I do. Cause I, I posted this one thing on Sean's wall from the rodeo, but they're free. So I'm like super happy. And then I just got blasted for not having good taco judgment, but like, guys, I, I love this stuff too. Like it's, it's just a, one of those fun <laughs> hypothetical questions I did last year and I'll never do it again. But, um, Hey man, since this is a location that like people go to for, you know, just partying and not, not dodgeball. If you ever go to Vegas tacos, El Gordo, Will not steer, will, will, they will not disappoint. Tacos El Gordo in Vegas. They have a couple locations actually. All of them are fantastic. That's awesome. Well, there's a hundred taco journey in Tucson that you can literally get a hundred stops. Um, small little restaurants in Tucson. I mean, that's. I feel like that's going to be the best place for Mexican food. So, I imagine it'd be pretty pretty legendary for you to go down there. And should there ever be a dodgeball tournament in Tucson, um, we'd have to look into that one but um i did Definitely. almost uh skip right, it oh yeah um actually yeah we'll see if we ever have a tucson tournament but um that's definitely on the to-do list i think for taco lovers awesome but um i actually skipped shelby so she asked favorite dodgeball <laughs> moment and i responded with my trademark justin timberlake like are you kidding me meme um because like this is like the last okay. question i ask everybody so I was like, do it again, and uh, thank you, Shelby, for actually doing it again. So she asked a really good one, and that is, um, what are you and Showtime doing to stay in shape uh, for this season during this lockdown? 
Um, I don't know about the rest of my guys. I, I know Richard um, is like just doing at home workouts. Uh, I actually went over to my mom's house and brought her total gym over that she like ordered, I don't know, in the late nineties, early two thousands and like used maybe twice. And uh, I brought it over to my place and put it in my, um, and then brought it over here. So I'll be uh, working out with that thing. So that's why I'm trying to stay in shape uh, and, and, and stay ready for whenever the season does get started. So thanks mom for buying that total gym all those years ago for me to use now <laughs> when you need it the most here it is yeah exactly nice um markel stokes so he asked you tori um who's your favorite lakers we kind of covered this a little bit with the showtime but um definitely want to elaborate on that if you don't mind yeah no uh kobe all-time uh favorite basketball player ever uh yeah favorite laker favorite nba player all time yeah so when you, when you mentioned the lakers i was I was really hesitant to bring that up, um, just everything being what it is. But um, what do you mean to you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it was tough, man. Um, matter of fact, I was running a tournament for WDS the that weekend and that day that he passed away. And uh, we were we were in downtown Los Angeles uh, at the LA Convention Center, which is right next door to the Staples Center, and. We, it was a two-day tournament, and we had had a, a very fun and successful, su- successful Saturday. And then we were there for day two foam on Sunday, and then it was like in the morning when the news broke, and like you know, my phone was blowing up, and got a text message, and you know it was like you know Kobe died. And I'm like, nah, that's not real. It's just you know it's a scam. It's a hoax. And then you know just refreshing Twitter and different news outlets and seeing it was you know it was confirmed that was it was tough man like it, i i really had a hard time running the rest of it uh because he i mean just that mama mentality is, is something that i actually didn't know it it impacted me as much as it did until he passed away because i always had that but i never knew like how much i you know indirectly even focused on it so then just, you know, in, in, in the days and the weeks that passed, just reflecting on that. And yeah, it really meant a lot. And I was, I was, it, you know, it was bittersweet because I was right down there in downtown. And after I finished wrapping things up for the tournament, I walked over to Staples Center that same evening. And it was just really surreal knowing that he was gone and seeing all the billboards and all the electronic signs saying RIP, Mama Forever and everything and seeing all of the fans and the supporters that gathered outside Staples Center and around the streets too because it was it was also uh, the Grammys that night so things were like also like really really shut down so it was tough to get there but it was kind of you know kind of you know uh, truly seeing the honor that um, people uh, gave to him just trying to fight through the blockades and the street closures due to the Grammys to go to the house that state, uh, the house that Kobe built and just, you know, to pay their respects that same evening. Yeah, it was So I'm, I'm not a basketball fan at all um, by any means, but like, you know, just like everybody else, I'll shout out Kobe when I know I'm just going to miss a terrible shot. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's just, he's like, I, I don't want to say like he's part of our, culture but he's just like he like he's there like you know who he is doesn't matter if you watch yeah. a game of basketball ever in your life or if you follow it religiously and um when i was on facebook I mean, I, oh go ahead 
I think I think it's it's safe to say that he's a part of our culture for you know better or worse. Right. Uh, it, he is. It's just you know, he's. He, there are only a few people that go by one name. You know, there's Madonna, there's Kobe. Right. You know, what I mean, there's Elmo. There are only a few people that you go by one name, and like if if you make such an impact to get to that you know to that level of notoriety, then I mean, you've definitely impacted our culture and our society. Yeah, and so like. When, when I saw on Facebook, like, no, not Kobe. I'm like, oh, that, that can't be good. Just, just, you have that, like, that feeling of, like, that's not good. And then, you know, you scroll down the feed and you see what happened. And you're just like, that's, um, yeah. It's, it, I don't, it, it definitely hit home. It definitely hit home for me. So that was, that was tough. Still is. Yeah. It's, uh, so, so Justin and I started our first episode of this season on that, that Sunday. And it's just like, it just it felt surreal, and it's it's weird saying surreal, especially with the way things are going now. But it was just like, man, that, that just you can tell just everyone was just um, impacted by it. Some obviously way more than others, but just as a for for what he stood for and what he did, um, and just again being part of you know my memory since I was much younger. Um, it's just weird. It's just crazy, and it I think it's. Um, one of the good things is how people responded to it and how people honored him. And one of the things that really got me and I, I couldn't tell you who, but there was, um, you could just see a bunch of, uh, NBA players that were just shaken by this and like crying. And it's, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, that, definitely. that's what got me the most. I mean, um, never, never mind like, like how tragic it was, um, losing him and his daughter, but just seeing how people were impacted by it like that, I was like, oh, that's just sucks. Like I, I got choked up watching some of the, like the replays on, on sports center and just like, man, he, he touched a lot of lives, you know? Um, he did globally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll kind of go back to the, uh, the thread here and, and kind of pick ourselves up a little bit. Um, Gage young, um, ask who's your favorite dodgeball player current or retired? Oh, wow. Um, Current or retired? Well, I don't know if I have just one. Uh, I have, you know, I definitely have, for lack of a better uh, term, a Mount Rushmore of 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 uh, my favorite dodgeballers. Um, and then, like, I I admire different people for different things as well. Um, for instance, like one of my favorite dodgeballers is Tim Fullerton. Just like I had a chance to have a conversation with him, I think in, in Boston at Nationals, and I've had you know, many conversations with him uh, previous to that. But just the, just the, the I could, I, I, when talking to him, I just imagine, you know, in his point of view, he just sees everything as like zeros and ones, like a matrix, you know, and like he just like it's it's so mathematical and precise to him. I just love talking to him about certain about everything dodgeball related because he's one of the all-time greats as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I think easy. many others feel that way too. Um, it's, 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 I, I, he's definitely like just on one of the heads on my Mount Rushmore. Uh, like I love Vince, Vince March Spence's leadership um, and just his, you know, the, the gravitas that he has on the court. I, I, I love that. Uh, uh, one of my, one of my teammates, uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, John Nieva. Um, I'm not sure if people know him nationally, but um, he, he's known as a catcher, but he does a lot more than just that one thing. He's not, he's definitely not a one trick pony, but he does catch really well. And he's just 
the nicest and the humblest guy and you know he just wants to support his team and and just you know play his role and i think that's something that i admire just a true true team player and uh is you know is honestly what the heart of the team i feel so i i so i have a lot of players i admire and respect um uh Paige Peterson uh, is another one who I love uh just the passion and the ferocity and she's so graceful and beautiful when she does it at the same time it's like it's uh, a combination of everything amazing so she's definitely another one I, I I admire so I don't know if I have just one but I definitely have um those would probably be my current four Nice. Maybe, maybe I, there might be one or two that I, I would exchange, but I don't know. I think that's a pretty good list right now. Yeah, no, I'll, I love that, and that's um, it's kind of a throwback to David Hates when he did the book of Dodgeball. I think I think he called it Mount Dodgemore. Like who who'd you put okay. it on? Okay, Mount, Mount Dodgemore. Yeah. No, so that's perfect. Um, so take that, Gage. Um, you got four. Um, and I don't know John Yeva too much. I mean, I know who he is. Um, I'm creeping on him on Facebook. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Um, good people. Um, Paige though ferocious and beautiful at the same time that is a good combo that's a good way to describe her she's very intense but also she's Paige like how can you not love her um, yeah exactly but also respect what she brings to the court and then Vincent Tim um, yeah talk about like a great podcast just having those two talk to each other and share dodgeball experience and expertise and insight and um, that was good um, man that, that one you can sell for money probably right and like hey, five bucks to to get this one because uh, you're, yeah, exactly. you're gonna learn a lot fast um yeah i would i would never monetize that but you could if i if i ever do i'll, I'll give you a cut of that for sure <laughs> sounds good i'll take my 10 percent. <laughs> exactly so there you go there's the res uh, residuals there clay <laughs> um cj asks or states i guess this might be a, a fun one um you're the director of the next dodgeball movie would you cast any players or teams from the dodgeball community to star? If so, who? Oh, wow. Um, well, if I wanted to be a good movie, I wouldn't necessarily cast anyone unless they had acting experience. Fair. Um, but like the character, I feel like there are a lot of characters or personalities in dodgeball that are good character uh, types and tropes that you could cast in, in the dodgeball if I had to pick a dodgeball movie or a casted, uh, a lot of the people that I actually just named uh, actually would be in there. Like the, uh, uh, he's not old, so don't, let's not say that, but like, like the, the, the wiser, more veteran, uh, older player, uh, that would be like a Tim who's kind of like a, uh, you know, you could put him in like a drill sergeant esque role where you, you want people to, he wants people to fall in line and he's trying to whip up a whole bunch of scrubs into shape. Uh, or just gather enough people to pr produce a good dodgeball team. Um, so a character like a Tim Fullerton, uh, a character like a Paige Peterson, who's like beautiful and graceful and powerful and can go head to head with any man, woman, whatever on planet Earth, and she would probably beast and win. Uh, I think that's a good, like a, a female type of role. Um, the sheer just like cannon power of like a catch em, you know, just someone who as soon as he steps on the court people are like okay that's target number one you know right. um uh i would you know what i would probably put someone like a sergio uh in there too just because of it or like a like a sergio or or Markel stokes just because 
they're just full of passion and energy and, and, and like eternal yearning to, to, to be at the best that they can be. You know what I mean? Um, I would definitely put a character like that in, in on the team as well. Um, who else would I put or what other character? A young, uh, uh, like a Eli, Eli Hashimoto, like the young kid who's just breaking out, but he has so much potential is already super good. And like, you know, killing all the adults that are, that he plays against. Um, definitely would put, uh, uh, him in there as like a younger role. Like the prodigy, like this, exactly. this kid's going to exactly. grow up and do great things. Exactly. Nice. Um, and then we would get to the villains, the, Joe the, Fernandez. Uh, the uh you know the bad guys the uh <laughs> antagonists <laughs> which uh, I'll I'll leave a little open ended because uh, uh I definitely have my have my picks of who I would put as a villain in the dodgeball movie that I would cast because don't we all have like that one or those few players that we just can't stand and you're like oh yeah you would you would definitely be the bad guy in any movie that I would uh, cast for dodgeball <laughs> yeah Joe Fernandez man he's your perfect <laughs> oh. villain. Yeah, I'm going down my Rolodex now. Open-ended <laughs> uh. villains. Um, real quick. So, what what about like? Because this is, I mean, this is just my my input for whatever it's worth. Like, they don't necessarily have to be the villains, but they're just the opposition. But then you find out that this team is just as dedicated and has just their own amount of characteristics and and stories that you want to also root for at the same time. You're just like, dang, this isn't like. You know, average Joe's versus Cobra, Cobra, Purple Cobras. It's uh, kind of care about both. Sure. Um, I'll give you an example of a team. I feel like Rainbows. I, I don't know why, but <laughs> I love all those guys. I, I love literally all those guys um, because I got a chance to get to know them off the court. Yeah. But I feel like some people don't necessarily like them on the court, which I also don't understand. I, I don't see. I, I just literally don't get that. But I've heard that from a few people. Um, not many, but a few. So I'm like, I feel like they're they're, they're just really good competitors. Um, matter of fact, I was there uh, when Rainbows first came to Elite. I forget what year was it. It might have been 2015, 14, something like that. No, probably, probably 16 or 17. And, and it was round two. We were in Palm Springs. And it was Rainbows versus Showtime in the very first game of the day and their very first game playing elite and uh we're like my team gathered around and we're like who are these schmucks wearing these rainbow jerseys <laughs> and and then they just like they just obliterated us like literally split and they're like holy crap who are those guys no one's ever seen before and then like we were in our huddle after we like slapped high fives and then like we heard them you know when they're doing their like little team huddle they said one two three showtime four five six rainbows that was the first team that i also heard like chant the other team's name in their huddle so i'm like wow what an ode what you know what a what a tribute to pay respect to the other team and that was really amazing that they did that to me and then i walked over and i said hey guys you guys play great nice to meet you where you're from and um and that started my relationship with that team so I feel like that's the type of uh, not antagonist, but the, the the major competitors that you would that I would cast in my movie, and then you know, you see them outside of the court, and they're just you know the, the, the nicest of guys and, and the best of people. Yeah, um, kind of went into a little bit of a not tirade or, or tangent about Alan specifically uh, when I was talking to Rob, just 
you know, we, we, the, the threads and the comments and stuff like that is, it's just, I feel one side of, of a person, um, especially when you get lost in trying to find like the perfect line to say to somebody to own them or what have you. But like when you talk to a person in person, um, so much more comes out of them and you actually get to listen to them and hear them talk. And, um, I want to say that about all ring bros, except for Michael Coyve. I still don't like the guy. I never will. Um, <laughs> that man is beyond redemption. But to, rest, to, each, to, to each your own. To each their, to own. Each their own. Yeah. yeah so my villains would be Joe Fernandez and Michael Coyve. Everybody else is, is cool. So, but there you uh, go. yeah, it's 2017 Palm Springs. Um, I missed that one. And I just heard about these rainbows that came out of nowhere and displaced the the natural order at the time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They uh, did. Yeah, it's they did their homework and it was, it was cool because I, when I interviewed Alan in season two, he kind of explained that a little bit like, yeah, we we watched everybody that put on film and we did our best to learn. And it sounded like they they came in knowing exactly what to expect. And uh, kudos to them. And um, yeah, that's that, that'd be a good villain team. I feel like well, at least a good yeah. opposition team. So. A, a opposition team, a good competitive team. Um, kind of talked about this a little bit, but we'll go ahead and ask Markel's question. That was any tips for staying in shape during the lockdown. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I got my mom's total gym over here, and I'm playing a lot of video games right now. And something I'm trying to do is like every, every time, like I'm playing a uh, Warzone uh, that just got released recently. Um, so if anyone's hearing this, uh, add me uh or message me and then we can we can play together but like every time like i die or every time i, I don't know something happens but every time there's a break i put the controller down just like get down do like 10, 10 push-ups or do some curls i have some little weights around like my couch too so i try to stay engaged physically uh because i don't want to just sit on my butt all day so every time i die or literally every time there's a break or someone needs a, to go you know, get a cup of water or, or step away and we have a, a pause in the game. Just you know, stay active somehow. Do some jumping jacks, some I don't know, push-ups. Just do something to stay active. Nice. That, that's good. I mean, you can sink hours into video games, especially right now. And so being able to get like, oh, time to do push-ups or setups um, kind of helps uh, keep you honest. Exactly. Exactly for sure. Nice. Oh man, Markel, why you stir the pot? Are the Eagles better than the Cowboys? Uh, I'm not a huge football fan, uh, so I don't, I don't know. Yep, I'll leave it at that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. I don't really follow the NFL that much. I'm a. I support my local team, so go Rams, I guess. Yay! I live in Inglewood, so they're coming here soon. So yeah, go Rams. All right, I'll accept that. I, I just Markel, for some reason, he just made the villain team. I know he was the, one of the good guys, but he's villain now. So. There you go. Uh, CJ talks about some dodgeball stats and why they're better, so we'll just leave it at that. Um, Whitney Pittman asks, um, what was your favorite thing from The Crush? Oh, The Crush tournament? Yes. Oh, man. that was I love that tournament. I, I want to go every year. Um, major props to Lucas and and uh, uh, Bill Fisher and uh, Jaime and literally just everyone that was an organizer for that. Uh, it was my first time in Seattle. Um, the people were very welcoming and it was very well, or it was a perfect combination of fun and competitive, uh, like literally right split in the middle, um, 50, 50. And that's what I liked as, uh, a lot. 
Um, when we walked in, they had this amazing like spread of snacks and protein bars and oranges and Capri Suns and a whole bunch of stuff that they just, and apparently they do that for all the local leagues out there, but it was just like the biggest spread of, of just snacks and, and energy food for the day that I've ever seen. And it was amazing. Um, so that was, it just very, it felt very, um, uh, welcoming, um, hospitable and, um, and it was cool seeing teams come down from, uh, Canada like in the Vancouver area. Um, so my team, uh, recons showtime's my, my 8.5, my no sting team, but not uh, a lot of players on, on showtime, like playing foam. So, um, I joined an, a, a team called recon and this was our second tournament. Um, and we had a couple of new players. I brought one of my uh, buddies from Showtime, Richard, Richard Sprunger. Um, then also uh, Eli Moreno was on it, Scott Bronson, uh, Cam, uh, and Gage. Uh, that's that's our core. Um, Tom Wakefield also, also was on the team as well. Um, so we had uh, a couple of new players for Crush, and we went up there and we did uh, really, really well too. So it was fun just getting to know those guys and, and competing against all those other teams and doing – uh, very well so it was the best 50 50 fun and competitive tournament i've ever been to and just very welcoming the food spread very well organized and ran so uh, i just give all of those organizers um mad props for doing that because it was a lot of work i know i've run tournaments and i know how much it goes into it so they did it very very well and i can't wait to go back again uh next year nice yeah, and, and Lucas definitely said uh, something he wants to do every year. He wants this to be like the foam tournament. And um, just from recapping and um, hearing the stories, um, it, it sounded awesome. I'm kind of yeah kicking was, myself I mean, not going. I'm so glad I went. I'm so glad I have a foam team. I'm so glad I went. Yeah. Had I known that things were going to end up the way they did, I would have gone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully there'll be more in the future soon. And, um Christopher Terry asks, uh, how did you get all that in them jeans? So I don't know if that's, I got it from my mama. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Too easy. So I'll, I won't dig into that one. I'll just, uh, there you go. Um, Katie Sanchez, uh, favorite elite national city. Um, hmm. well, okay. Let's see. I, I, okay, it was definitely not Minneapolis. I, I did not like that city at all. Um, uh, this, the, the drivers were terrible. The people were mean. I tried getting a Juicy Lucy at like two or three locations and couldn't. It was, it was all bad. It was all, I tried going to like uh, Gordon Ramsay's uh, famous restaurant and it was the, literally the one day of the year they were closed to clean their kitchen. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I, I did not have a good experience. On the court, yes. Uh, we, our our, our freaking car got towed. It was it was bad all the way around. Um, but uh, Boston, you know, that was fine. I didn't go to Nationals in New Orleans a few years ago, but I've been in New Orleans plenty of times anyway. So I'd probably say New Orleans just because it's a fun city and there are a lot of good things to do and hang out. So probably New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, Hopefully New we'll Orleans. get one on the West Coast soon. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. I mean, we we've had – we've been so spoiled – for like the longest time we have I'm in Vegas and I, I'm not, trust me, I don't mind going around the country and, and spreading the wealth a little bit, but yeah. it's, it's, I, I think it's time. I think it's time to circle back. Tucson 2021 20, Tucson elite or, uh, I guess premier nationals. 
I'm the only person that's ever going to be Fair on board for that, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> but I'm just saying 100 taco journey, that, that that's all. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe Pacific Northwest would be cool. Um, Northern California would be cool, but um, anywhere would be cool at this point. So I'll just uh, I'll just do it at that. Um, but New Orleans was a, was a blast. That was um, one of my better memories, um, what I Good. can remember. Good God. Bourbon Street, just, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Enough said. Yep. <laughs> um, Sergio Leone asks, um, what was the biggest hurdle when starting the team, and what do you feel about your current personnel that makes you guys and gals stick together? Good one. Uh, one word, consistency. Was the biggest hurdle? Uh, what? What's that? I'm yeah, sorry. That, that was the biggest hurdle. hurdle. Okay. Um, uh, we had... I feel like Showtime was a farm team for a long time. Like we get players uh, interested in lead and, and, and then they get coached or they leave to go to other teams, yada, yada. I'll leave that there. Um, but once we finally started getting a consistent roster, uh, we started doing a lot better. And um, we, we, uh, we've, we've, we've made some very good strides in the last like a uh, year and a half, two years, especially last year. Um, we started – uh, winning a couple tournaments we you know got tied for top 10 and uh open no singing nationals uh and it was literally uh just because we got a consistent roster uh we started some money ball ourselves uh if anyone knows knows that movie uh, about you know how the oakland a's kind of you know got good and, and won the uh, world championship um we started looking up uh, tracking and, and and producing stats watching our own tapes um and just you know getting a plan and a system hmm. and then honestly just hanging out a lot off the court and that's really what i think is key uh we're 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 family we're family on showtime and everyone really loves to play and support each other uh on and off the court um so that is what i feel uh was our biggest hurdle and now that we've kind of gotten past that and that's what we're, we're that's what we're doing we're we're, we're really com- committed to one another on and off the court and um we're happy to be around each other and play with each other and we also hold each other uh, accountable for our own uh, actions uh, on and off the court too so uh i think that's what it is now we finally have a good group of com- consistent people committed to each other and yeah we're looking forward to the future nice what uh real quick so because i i never saw moneyball um how how would you surmise that approach what does that mean uh money in the movie moneyball kind of it was like a bunch of uh the management got a bunch of players who were really good at one specific thing they weren't necessarily uh uh household names or they weren't all-stars but they were good at the one thing that they did Mm-hmm. And together they uh, formed a, a great team that was proved to be unstoppable in a quick summary. Okay. Okay. Nice. I'm about to check that out now. Cause uh, I mean, everything yeah. else you listed makes perfect sense. Like consistency first being the biggest challenge, but that becomes one of the biggest strengths sticking together. Um, a lot of stuff takes place off the court that actually makes a team, a team versus six dudes that are coming together to play dodgeball. Um, exactly. Nice. And, then, and then also another thing is we, we started doing practices a couple of years ago too. Uh, it's like finding a, a place to hold practice is really difficult in Los Angeles just because 
basketball is huge in the city and when gyms aren't uh, uh, in season for basketball, usually someone else comes and gets them first. Uh, so I spent like over a year looking for a facility that can host us and I finally, finally found one. So we started hosting uh, practices at least twice a month for 8.5 and no sting and uh, we started doing that and, and those those really started helping us as well so that's another thing we started doing nice very cool um eli and, and, oh, but... and real quick if anyone's coming to la uh hit me up and we can see if uh we have one uh going on or i can make one uh try to make one put together one for you uh they're usually on saturdays or thursdays um or you can just like our team page uh, LA Showtime Dodgeball to see our upcoming events. And it's open to the public. I think we're the only 8.5 uh, practice in Los Angeles now. Um, uh, there might be another one. I don't, I don't know for certain or how consistent it is. But uh, yeah, we're, we're happy to. And, and our practice is for, kind of like going back to what I was saying about how I got started in, in the Charles Bronson League, uh, where I was afraid to play 8.5 at first, but then I kind of started playing that league and saw those players I would play in normal local leagues with no sting, and that kind of broke the ice for me. That's what these practices are for as well. It's, it's a practice with your team. If you have a team, if you don't have one, you can come and you know play as you know play, play solo. You'll I'll put you on a team for that night or for that day, and then hopefully that's where you'll stand out enough to make relationships to get or form your own team. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, once we play dodgeball again, I'm sure that will like I'll probably take you up on that. Um, let me think for a second. Um, Sounds good, baby. It's open to one and no. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going back to like because when you said earlier, like ah, I don't know how I feel about eight point five. To now, you are just like the the last eight point five or the only that we know of eight point five deal going on in LA. So just the just the irony again, just kind of revisiting that. But um, yeah, definitely touched Full on circle. that earlier. Yep. Full, circle. Full circle, man. Um, Eli Moreno asks um, if you could go to any location for a dodgeball tournament, uh, where would you go? That I haven't been to before. Yeah, that you haven't uh, like. Uh, I haven't been to before. Well, Seattle was on my list, and we just did the crush. So, um, uh, I would probably Philly, Philly, Philadelphia. Because uh, I haven't been to Philadelphia before, I, I've always wanted to. I know there's some uh, some good dodgeballers and some great leagues out there, and Elite normally goes there too. Our our used to go there too, so probably Philly. I, I can I would, I would be able to check that city off my list. Gotcha. I forget who posted it. Um, I think it was Andrew Ketchum. He posted Egypt playing people playing in Cairo, I think, and you can see like the pyramids yeah, in yeah, the background. Yeah, yeah, the the it's what is it, the it's not. It's, I think it's called what U.S. Dodgeball, the one that again Ed Prentice is, is running. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that was a cloth uh, dodgeball national dodgeball team. Uh, uh, so their world is or was, um, depending on coronavirus, in in Cairo this year. Gotcha. Probably probably was because just the way things are going. Hopefully, uh, yeah. maybe we'll see it. But just imagine playing with like the pyramids in the background. How cool would that be? Like that. I that's... mean, that'd be amazing. that'd be amazing. Yeah. I'm hijacking your question, Eli. Like that's where I would go. Um, yeah, that's good. That's nobody good nobody asked me, but I'm just like, God, of all the places in the world right now, like that would be it. So, yeah, that, that'd be that'd be pretty good. That would definitely be pretty good. Let's see. Um, Adam Hornback just says hashtag judgments. Um, 
Judgment was a team I played on in the South, and he was my captain. Okay, so just giving you a shout out then, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. I was like, question or statement? Or... <laughs> I had to pull the thread just to make sure I'm looking at it correct. I didn't miss anything. But um, back to Markel, he asks, are you going to host a dodgeball tournament in, anytime soon? So, wow. Well, well. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, as soon as I can, right. uh, I, I, you know, apart from running a league in WDS and running uh, a lot of WDS tournaments, I also like running my own, uh, personal tournaments. Uh, I like to do, uh, uh, fundraiser tournaments. I've been doing that this, this will, or w would be the fifth year doing it. And I always do it for, uh, an organization, uh, or a charity that we can donate to. Um, uh, for instance, in the past, we donated to like ACLU, Planned Parenthood, uh, to help the uh, um, people who were suffered uh, uh, suffering from Hurricane. What was it? Hurricane Maria? Maria that hit? Uh, Maria, uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, it was Hurricane Maria. Um, uh, last year we did another like global. I think it was for to help the rainforest in 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 uh, South America because uh, those uh, wildfires were, were you know, raging down there. So uh, once a year, at least once a year, I try to put together a, like a, random, a fun uh, random draw uh, tournament, no thing to uh, benefit uh, uh, either a noble cause or organization that uh, could use some help that we all support. Nice, man. Everybody wins. So we play dodgeball. Yeah. We have fun, and then people benefit from the uh, the income or the – registration fees or i mean i think a lot of people love being uh uh <laughs> if you could put uh, a philanthropist dodgeball player on your resume people would probably do that oh, heck yeah yeah I'm, I'm doing something good by playing dodgeball sign me up like that's exactly across the exactly. board it's a win-win yep um well hopefully soon hopefully we i mean yeah we have no idea but i hopefully by summer something happens um We'll see, but yeah. whenever we can, uh, I'll, I'll definitely. Uh, I'm already, I'm already looking at different uh, organizations or things to donate to or for. So uh, it's, it's always in the back of my mind, if not the front. Nice. Um, Sergio Leone asks in dodgeball, who gave you the best two K matchup? Say it again. Uh, in dodgeball, who gave you the best two K matchup? So. Uh... Oh, 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 I know what it means. Uh, I, I play 2K a lot. I play 2K a lot online. I haven't really played with too many um, uh, dodgeballers. Uh, surprisingly, a lot of the dodgeballers have uh, played Xbox 2K, and I'm a PlayStation 4 guy, so I haven't really oh. played, I think, maybe one person, and it was, like, just once a long time ago, so I honestly don't know. So I haven't, I, I don't think anyone's yet. Gotcha. What's the, you just remember that it's like, oh, I see. You are a man of culture. Or the uh, because I'm I'm PS4 also I'm trying to think of that meme. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah. a man of culture as well. That's what I thought of. So. Yes, yes. Nice. What, what's your game tag? Just in case we're not. Uh, Prince Dynamite thirty seven. P R I N C E D Y N O M I T E three seven. Nice. You're gonna get a random friend request from a Rinsler zero seven two one sometime in the future when I pick up the PS4. Sounds good, man. So. Sounds good. Nice. Um, I have like a, a a custom dodgeball list of my PS4 friends, so oh, nice. you know, I'll, I'll add you to that one. Nice, man. Um, so I guess Markel asks, uh, since we're talking about 2K, um, if dodgeball had a 2K version of it, what would be my rating? <laughs> Eli said zero, and uh, 
Oh, dude, that's a loaded question. <laughs> that's asked. a loaded question. He just he just uh, asks, he just opens himself up for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll answer that off air directly. <laughs> Fair enough. It, it'll be hive. I don't I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to put a number out there and and someone have you know think that's upsetting to them. So I'll, I'll put it I'll, I'll tell them directly. <laughs> Fair enough. I I will say one because you're an Eagles fan. Um, there you go. Change my mind. There Michael, you go. C- come at me. I hope the Cowboys do better this year. Good God. Um. All right, so going to go into I, I might have to change the name of this, but critical three. So um, what this is is basically just you know, just for speculation conversation purposes, uh, three questions that basically kind of talk about like how you view the sport as it is. So uh, one of the questions is why do you think dodgeball is still a mostly unknown and unacknowledged sport? Um just because we need uh i mean i feel like most people say the same thing uh it, it, we don't have we need we need to be uh it's not commercial yet which isn't a bad thing because i don't necessarily want dodgeball to get commercialized but when you do go commercial that means you have sponsors that means you get endorsements that means you uh, have a lot of eyes on it pu- uh, publicly it's not it's not viral yet Right. Um, I'm a big supporter on like Instagram and like of like the best of dodgeball and and uh, WDBF and all the like the the big dodgeball pages. I think even if you don't go and click their content all the time, it's good to follow them because when we do have potential uh, endorsers and sponsors, they will go and look at these channels to see how much of a following uh, these channels have. So again, even if you don't follow or look at their content. Uh, follow regularly or look at the content, give, give them a little follow. So that way um, you are just adding to those numbers that the channel has. Uh, Cause that's what we will really need. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to see recently that house of highlights is really good or uh, really big, like sports, sports clips, you could say uh, Instagram page where do they show like highlights from basketball and the NFL and soccer, yada, yada. And recently, um, they started showing more and more clips of uh, dodgeball. I think I saw like three or four this year. So right. that's huge. That's huge. We need uh, uh, pages like that to share dodgeball content so people can uh, see that dodgeball is a, port, uh, a sport that adults play and that will get people interested. And then they'll Google like where I play dodgeball, how can I play dodgeball, yada, yada. So we need uh, just um, more marketing uh, of our sport so i know like right now on instagram there are a lot of different trends going on but like there's a see a highlight share a highlight for instagram stories i think facebook stories too so um that's really big so we need to get as much um good footage out there and entertaining footage out there so people will be interested in watching dodgeball virally and online let alone in person but i think we gotta uh it's easier to reach someone through their uh, phone or through their computer than it is to get them to come out to a live game gotcha yeah i remember um i feel like i see more like i mentioned like seeing more dodgeball clips uh populating and vince's one is just like constantly getting replayed again and like you mm-hmm. see the comments and yeah. you just see people kind of think oh man people still play dodgeball or oh man that's pretty intense and you're like eh, i mean it's it's a great play but if you really want to see intense, you know, check out the elite page or check out USA Dodgeball and check out Worlds, and you just see all this content available and ready uh, for just for some 
I don't know what the word is, uh, producer or agent to look at and be like, oh, there might actually be something here. And then maybe you yeah, can just yeah, yeah. get that lucky and, connection and, or something. And I know that he gets tagged a lot uh, whenever uh, that does that clip does get posted. And I, I would encourage people when you're tagging some a friend that you see in a, in a clip, don't just stop at tagging them. Tag a local league. Tag uh, a USA Dodgeball. Tag WDBF. Tag whatever global or national or local dodgeball representative that has a page on that social media platform, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Tag that so people who are looking at the comments can click those and see that there's dodgeball that they can play in their area or go to a, a page that they can get more information about dodgeball uh, so they can either play locally or start a league locally to grow the sport and, and, and keep it popular and keep it growing that way. Yeah, that's actually, that makes sense. I mean, because if I'm, if I know nothing about dodgeball, I see this clip and I see 579 comments and, you know, one point, whatever shares, whatever. Um, and like one of the first comments is USA Dodgeball. Like, oh, I'll, I'll go check them out. And like, holy crap, this exactly. is legitimate. Exactly. And that's, that's what we need. That's what we need to grow the sport. That's honestly what we need to grow the sport, to make it more of a household uh, name uh, or household sport uh, and get just people talking about it. It's all about engagement. We got to start engaging people on social media. Uh, and I, I, I feel like I, I remember people um, uh, who are posting positive things about seeing those clips on like House of Highlights. Like, oh, dodgeball's a real thing, or yo, where can I play? I remember seeing people reply to them saying, oh, check out USA Dodgeball, or check out WDBF, or check out, uh, or where do you live? I live in Chicago. Check out, you know, yada yada Chicago League, or, or tagging Task Force Unicorn, or whatever local teams are in that area. It's all about engagement, because when we get those people who are interested, we got to engage them off the bat, because our generation, especially people, especially people who use uh, social media, we're, you know, we, 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 our attention span is very, very small. So we got to oh, yeah. strike while the iron is hot and get them interested to keep the sport alive. Nice. Yeah. That, and that is cool to see, like you can play virtually anywhere because somebody's willing to show you where you can play at any time. So just kind of doubling down on that. And like you said, striking when the iron's hot and then also just constantly tagging USA dodgeball. That way, just that one random person sees it like, Oh man, let's dump money into this or let's talk about this for the next uh, production exactly. or something. Exactly. Um, I mean, shoot, people are watching marble races right now on Facebook. So this could, yeah, be, this could exactly. be a good time. This could so be... now's the time guys. Yeah. Now's the time. Um, maybe that kind of bleeds into this next question. That is what can the dodgeball community do to grow the sport? Do you feel like, kind of covered that already with just being more engaging on the social media and how to tag appropriately or not appropriately, more effectively or do you well, think that's part that? of it? I think, I think, yeah, that is a good lead in. I think that's part of it. Uh, uh, engaging them with social media. And, and I think dodgeballers, <laughs> dodgeballers like vegans. We love talking about dodgeball, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So as, and we do it all the time anyway. So we got to keep that up. Because right now it's all about word of mouth uh, and social engagement. So that's part A, part B, I, as far as you know, I think. Um, so keep talking about it to our friends and uh, loved ones because they'll talk about it to their friends and ones. And we just got to keep that word of mouth uh, 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 growing and spreading. And then something that I see a lot, and I'm not sure if it's just here in L.A. or all over the place, but we got to keep uh, bringing our friends and bringing newbies to 
open gyms and to leagues that they can sub uh, for or sub in, uh, keep bringing them out to those because that is like me when I first started playing dodgeball, I saw my friend uh, post on Facebook, hey, I need a sub for my team. I went and played at one time and then I got hooked then. And then I brought in several other my friends to come and play dodgeball and then they did that. So it's kind of like a triangle and you start with one person and that person brings in three and those three bring in three and then those three that brought in three bring in three etc etc but one thing that i wanted to say is that i'm that's really annoying me uh, more and more recently i'm going i'm starting to talk to people that i see do this a lot once we do see a newbie at dodgeball we have to be welcoming and we have to be inviting because that's what we wanted when we were new and as we just like target them all night and pick on them and get them in the outline first they're not going to have a chance to play they're not going to have an enjoyable experience Thank you. that first time. And that first time is so important to the growth of the sport. Uh, a lot of the veterans are, you know, we're going off, we're, we're getting married, we're getting jobs, we're moving, yada, yada. And, and we're not, and, and the sport is declining, I feel, because we don't have a lot of new blood. It's about retention. It's about uh, 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 recruitment and retention. Once we recruit, them great you can't stop there though you gotta make sure people have fun on the first time and do your best to engage with them tell them about going out to the bar afterwards how social it is and uh, retaining their interest so they come back and you know uh, uh breathe new life into the dodgeball community and hopefully they'll bring their friends in as well so social engagement uh, uh verbal engagement and then uh, being nice to the newbies and, and making them feel welcome when they first step on the court. I agree, man. Um, I do not understand um, what you benefit from blasting and completely owning a new player. Like, I, I just don't get it. Um, I'll leave it at that because I, I've, I've, I think I went off of that. Yeah, a lot. I, I, I have my opinions. I, I'll, I'll, I'll bite my tongue on and sharing that right now. But yeah. I think it's, it, 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 it behooves you to uh, be nice to them in the long run if you want to see this sport grow. Right. Plus, like, yeah. Mm, okay. Just... A lot of people say they're ambassadors, but don't act like it. I actually feel like I am one. I'm trying to do my best to keep it alive and 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 make it fun for both the newbies and the veterans. Yeah, because uh, you only you can only benefit from that because they're going to come back and then they might bring more exactly. fans and they're they're going to exactly. get better and they'll be more of a, an opponent for you. So. I just, yeah, people need to stop being so uh, short-sighted about that. Just think the future and not uh, whatever it is that makes you want to own that guy and feel good for like two seconds. Totally. Okay. Man, biting the tongue here. Um, is there anything that you do not like about the current state of dodgeball? Uh, I can think of a couple things that I would like to see get better. Um. I, I, I don't like the fact that I, I tend to feel personally that there are some people of a higher social status in dodgeball that don't respect those lower on the totem pole, if that makes sense. I feel like uh, just because you don't feel someone is as talented as you are, you don't get respect. I mean, this kind of goes back to refing too. Um, 
uh, I, I see this a lot actually. Like people like yelling and berating refs, and they don't do that to their friends of their own social status. Right. And uh, that's just that's just unacceptable. You need to be respectful to everyone, no matter if they're as popular as 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 you are. Because I mean. I mean, there's a very good comparison to like high school clickiness, and and also I don't I don't I I I don't I'll get to clicks in a second, but I feel like everyone needs to respect each other, and just because uh, you think that you're you know the the that you're the shiznit, like you shouldn't degrade or belittle or berate anyone who uh, is lower on the social uh, at, uh, social status who has a lower social status that's not okay with me. So I like us to acknowledge each other as peers versus top dog, bottom dog. Um, so I think that can improve. Uh, another thing is, um, I'm not sure if this is more on the West Coast, because I've, I've heard this from a lot of people, actually, when I went to the South, they're like, why are West Coast people so clicky? Um, and they're not as uh, open and warm and, and inviting to others. And I, I, I don't know why. I can't answer that question. But I think... Uh, we need to uh, welcome, especially on the West Coast, welcome those people that we don't normally see uh, and try to make them have a good time. Um, I don't care what your on-game, that your in-game attitude is, as long as you are, are nice after the game is over. You can be like, you know, you can have that mama mentality. I, that's totally cool. I get that. I respect that. But please don't be an asshole uh, off the court. And if you were on the court, own up to it and say, hey, sorry about that. That's my bad. I got yeah X Y Z going on, but uh, you played well and you know put her there, pal. Um, another thing is I, I don't I feel like sometimes people who are in a specific clique uh, don't make their own opinions uh, about others. For instance, uh, if you're in a clique and your clique doesn't like someone and you don't really even know them, you just you just are going with the with your clique's opinion of not liking said person either without even knowing them yourself personally. Like you can never have had a conversation with that person and just have heard what your friends say about them and then just go with your friends' opinions. And I don't know, to me, that's being a follower. That's, that's uh, I, I, on my team, I say there are no followers or only leaders. I want everyone to be a leader um, on and off the court. So it's, it's I, I think everyone should, respect or at least give others a chance before you know falling with what's popular in your own personal clique that you hang out with nice yeah take the effort to get to know somebody and um maybe then judge them but also still be cool still play dodgeball like sure. um yeah. i mean you can form an opinion i don't mind that but at least get to know that person first yeah give, give them a chance to prove themselves uh right or wrong or or yeah it's kind of like you said, like, I, I think, you know, people say this about Rise, they seem to be like the perfect example. Like they always kept themselves. Uh, they always put off this aura or this air of arrogance. Um, really, they just kept themselves. If you ever met the effort to talk to them, you find out they're really awesome guys. And I'm very, very happy and proud to call Tim and Jim uh, longtime friends of mine because at some point, us Dusonans made the effort to go talk to them through, exactly. uh, through Jackie exactly. Thomas. And, I, really, and, I get, 
And I guess that, that that's a good uh, counter argument to my point as well, which I also agree with. Just because you think a click is a certain way, that doesn't mean that you can't make the, uh, the, uh, take the initiative to walk up first and say, hey, introduce yourself. And I've heard a lot about you. I've seen you around a lot. Uh, I just want to get to know you because I've seen you around and you're really good or really talented or whatever it is. Yeah. You can take, uh, have, you know, have the, 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 the take initiative to go up, go up to that group of people and introduce yourselves as well. You don't make an opinion on them just because you don't think they want to hang out with you or you think that they feel a certain type of way about you. Um, you never know unless you open your mouth and have a conversation. Yeah. I agree, man. Um, especially as a introverted person myself, like, yeah, just make the effort. And if they are weird, then okay, that guy's weird, but whatever, uh, moving on. So yeah, at least you are able to form your own, own opinion. Exactly. All right. So I got some, some tough questions for you. Um, hopefully you've had some time to, to mold these over. So, um, as of now, what is your career highlight in dodgeball? Um, how much my team has grown. Um, one of my f career highlights is, is being able to, uh, keep this team going. Um, I guess, and keep this family going and growing. Um, like for instance, just recently we were, we were preparing for round one this year and I invited everyone over to my place for, you know, to socialize for fun and games to play, you know, play some, uh, board games and party games and everything and talk about some team strategy it was great just like looking at everyone i've never had so many people in my place at one time um hmm. and this year uh showtime has two co-ed teams uh and we're really happy about that and we're really happy with our open team too so i'm just looking at everyone around the old faces and the new faces and everyone is just really excited to be here and, and and be around each other that that's what it's all about to me that's one of the reasons i keep playing dodgeball i'm a uh an the, the ultimate competitor, but also I love the the family and aspect that dodgeball pr provides. And that was honestly one of the best moments in my 10 years of playing dodgeball, just seeing the, this, this group and this family and how much it's grown. So um, probably that I'll say, I'll go ahead and say that. Nice man. Yeah. So it's not even so much like a, like a moment, not, not a moment, like a, I won this championship or I, I did this well, or I, it's kind of just basking in what you were able to bring together and enjoying yeah. that. Nice. Cause I, I mean, I get, I get, I mean, look, everyone gets their own personal highlights at one point or another in their career. That's fine. That is, that's not why I play. I play it, you know, to, for the competition. I played for the friendships and the, the, the family and uh, the camaraderie. And that's, that's what I do really do it for. Nice man. Kind of a, hopefully it's far off, but have you ever considered what dodgeball, what life looks like after dodgeball for you? Uh, yeah, I think everyone uh, has to think about that. Um, I don't know how, but once I get, once I stop playing, which man, there's this guy named Doug in Los Angeles. He only played like the local leagues and, and usually just Sunday open gyms. And he was literally in his seventies still playing. And, and wow. I felt so I, I loved playing with him because he was like the nicest guy, but I hated playing on the opposite side of the court. Cause I felt like 
even if I threw a weak ball and I hit him, I'd like break one of his bones or something because yeah. he was just so skinny. And he just looked like a, a, a he looked like this he looked like Slender Man. He was so oh, skinny and tiny. And like I'm like, dude, you just just stay at home and drink some milk to to get some calcium to strengthen your bones before coming here because I don't want to send you to the hospital for you. Like have life alert ready. That's that's that was my feelings towards him, but. It was great, and I think uh, I don't know when I'm going to retire. I, I hope I can still be get to play when I'm, you know, up there. Um, but I want to give back to the community, and I don't know if you know I want to, you know, host my own classes or teach or, or whatever it is. But it's something involving the dodgeball, uh, gr- growing dodgeball, and not letting this sport die. So I don't know what it is yet, but I definitely want to have keep it going, even if I can't play nice so just having some connection to it and just not completely saying okay i'm not playing anymore i'm done i'm out see ya you're still gonna be involved in some capacity yeah yeah nice yeah, i mean getting helping the future uh cultivate the sport i mean dodgeball coaches are a thing now um so you never know what that's gonna look like yeah, next yeah. amount of years when uh when you're done playing plus i keep hinting towards maybe starting a senior league uh for us 35 and up players because <laughs> oh man that'd be great right that'd be great because we can still we can still hang oh, for man. the most part but like at some point eli hashimoto is going to be the norm and those kids are going to be killers and yeah. so it's it's going to yeah. be like where uh uh larry fitzgerald who's like you know in great freaking shape but he's like 35 years old and like oh this man's ancient and i'm just like why why would you say that like i'm i'm 36 that hurts yeah but, uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that would be fun. A seniors league, like a senior softball league, like for, for people fifty and plus, come play some dodgeball and, and reminisce on the old times we had. Yep, it's still there. I'm gonna keep teasing that until uh, until there's enough people to to get it going. So just kind of making a little landing nice, for myself nice. there. Biding your time, man. Just biding your time. Exactly. Um, what do you want to achieve in dodgeball if you haven't achieved it yet? Uh, I don't, I don't play dodgeball for achievement, for achievements. Um, I, I don't know. I, I always want, like I said, I just want to help this sport grow in whatever I can. If, if that's with one person, that's fantastic. I've, I've done my part. If that's with a new generation of dodgeballers, that's great too. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't have any personal achievements. Like I said, I, I have tracked the steps from to getting to this point right now, like from first going through that uh, subbing on my on my friend's team to starting to play in more and more local leagues, and then starting to ref, and then starting to play in tournaments, and then you know forming Showtime, and then traveling uh, all over the world and all over all over the country and all over the world to play dodgeball, meeting so many different friends, to running a league in Los Angeles, to and to running uh, their tournaments hosting my uh, our own tournaments for showtime and i don't know man like all this stuff is great uh i never expected to get to this point when i first started and i don't know where i will go and where i'll end up but i'm, I'm pretty happy with what i've done so far so if i can i don't know if i just want to help this sport thrive as much as possible because i really do love it and i just want to see it do well so if i can just support it uh from now uh into the future then that's my goal i guess nice and so a couple things so that's like again just the irony full circle right you you first looked at 
LA Dodgeball side and be like, nah, not for me. Then you come back and you're like, oh, this yeah. is so much for me that I'm just going to start teams. I'm going to do everything I can to grow. We talked about like what happens when you bring in the right person. Um, you never know. You might be bringing on the next Tory or the next uh, Tim Fullerton or somebody that's just going to love it so much that they're just going to bring in so much more to it. it. Other than just being somebody else to throw at and try to catch, you know what I mean? Like you, you never know who else is out there. And uh, it could be a exactly. story like you. We could just bring in somebody that's like a, like a force multiplier for, for lack of better words. Um, I just, I, it's, it's funny just going back to that. Just like the thought of you just like, what if you didn't come back the second time? We wouldn't be talking and the yeah, impact seriously. that you had on people would and not be here. Like, and this is my 10 year mark. Like if you would have asked me if I thought I would be here 10 years ago, I'd say, nah, probably not. Oh, yeah. But here I am. And I hashtag no regrets. No, no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's crazy to think about like, man, what would my life be like if I, I love asking that too. Like, you know, if I can ever sneak that in. So I'm glad that came up. Um, yeah. Cyber. What, what would life be like right now? If you didn't have dodgeball. Can you even, uh, I don't know. Thing? I'd probably be invested in, in more in softball or baseball. Maybe uh, I or maybe uh, volleyball. Um, I like volleyball. I like, I used to play it. Uh, I met one of my really good friends, Cord move here from Massachusetts and, um, I met him when I was, I don't know, probably like 20, 22, something like that. And he had like never gone to the beach. I'm like, all right, yeah, well, I'll, I'll meet you, meet you uh, at the beach. And he started, uh, he found like this industry, like we were both working on set and he found like this industry, like kind of, you know, kind of meet up volleyball get together. And we started playing beach volleyball every Saturday for 10 months out of the year for like two or three years straight and it was just that that was just super fun so hmm. and then like after that i found dodgeball so if i didn't find dodgeball i'd probably be more invested in the volleyball right now volleyball or softball one the, volleyball softball baseball one of those three gotcha you would have found something but yes not dodgeball definitely gotcha um kind of talked about this a little bit earlier but i still want to ask again um with a follow-up question so the question is, what pushed you to get better up to this point? Um, we just talked about like that's kind of like your competitive nature, um, but but is it that simple, or or is this just something in within you that just makes you want to be better and not just better, but just so involved? Uh, as far as like skills, skills and just um, like like just growing um, as a player, as a captain, as a ref, just. Is it just passion that I mean, kills you, or what? What is it? it? I want to get better skills wise, just because I hate sitting out. Right. <laughs> I want to be on the court as much as possible. I don't play dodgeball to sit in the outline. So if I could reduce that out time percentage as much as possible, I would do whatever I can to get better. Gotcha. Um, plain and simple. Uh, plus, like, I, I play to win. I play to compete. Um, if at the end of the day uh, I don't win, okay, but I, I do you know, play, play to give it my, my all and, 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 and do my best to win. But that's not like, I'm not the type of guy where if we don't win, then like, you know, I'm going to go off in a tirade and say, screw everyone. I'm going home, pull a Cartman. And, uh, but yeah, I, I want to, I want to, you know, skills wise, I, I get, I, I want to get better so I can sit in the outline as least possible. <laughs> um, as far as like doing a team, like, uh, capping and team and everything i'm an only child so i've been able to trust myself the most all my life 
because I've learned at an early age when I put my, like, I don't know, for like different school projects, let's say. I remember I was always putting school projects in our groups and you know, for school and in our projects, they wouldn't hold up their end of the work. So I would have to like complete all the work myself anyway. So I just got used to, you know, counting on myself and uh, leading the charge and managing things. Plus, like currently, I'm 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 a full-time actor, and I'm blessed to be able to keep the lights on just by acting. But when I'm not on set, I do have time on my hands, so I have the time to do certain things. I have the time to manage the league. I have the time to to captain the team. I have the time to do X, Y, Z. So might as well uh, fill that time up when I'm not on set. Um. So yeah, I guess uh, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Um, it's funny because it it could almost be boiled down to something as simple as. Yeah, I just don't like being out, so I don't yeah, like being out, and I've yeah. got time, and I'm gonna apply that time, and that's just that's what it is. So, pretty much, fair enough. Um, hopefully, this is the toughest question you've got so far um, all night, and that is, uh, what is your favorite dodgeball memory to date? Take that, Shelby. I'm trying to ask my question. Um, that 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 kind of is. It's kind of the same answer. Um, just having that, having my full team, my, or almost my full team over at my place recently in a, uh, in preparation for round one, just hanging out and seeing all these great people that love hanging out with each other and um, and are part of this team and who are so happy to be on a team and to be a part of this team particularly. Um, and just knowing that everyone really wanted to be uh, together and to play together and to have fun and to compete together uh, and the want to be here. Um, like I said, because we were uh, for a long time a farm team where we'd get people and they'd play around or season and then get off and get on other teams for whatever reason um, or however or whatever method. Um, which, you know, granted, good for them. If they're happy, that's why I want everyone to be happy. But now the fact that we have gained some momentum, we have gotten better to see that we've gotten better and to see people wanting to play with us. And then once they're uh, on the team, happy to be here, that's a culmination of, you know, one of my, my, my favorite moments, getting to this point. Because, uh, again, Showtime's been around for six years, I believe. And um, it was a little tumultuous in the beginning, and we didn't have that consistency. But now that we do, and now that we're winning more games and doing better and, and, and having fun with each other on and off the court and seeing this family growing, that's that's what I cherish the most. Nice. Awesome, man. Well, I hope, I hope there's more to come, and I hope that's the start of many more, and um, you just get to experience that as much as possible because it's, it's a great thing when you can bring people together to experience that and share that with you. Um, a lot yeah, of these questions you, are. I do too. I do too. Yeah, a lot of these questions are like I don't want to say like self oriented, but um, all of them seem to just be like you sharing with other people. So that's that's pretty cool, dude. That's what we need. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I said, I am an only child, and I can depend on myself. But I do love doing for others and making sure others are are taken care of and and thought about too. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just I'm just happy that. And, and I guess in a selfish note, I'm happy that people want to play with me. Um, I'm happy I found a group of people that enjoy spending time around me, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I'm just very thankful for that. So uh, shout out to my team, all my team members. I love you guys. So thank you for being on Showtime. I really appreciate that. Awesome, man. Yeah, win-win. 
uh, you win because you feel good and people win because they feel good as a result of you feeling good. So that's how to do it. Um, so yeah, I didn't... I'm happy. I'm smiling right now. Awesome. Well, hopefully this keeps that smile. I'm really curious. Uh, can't see your facial reaction, but uh, the Austin Deeks question or joke of the interview. So uh, thankfully he just posted this one. So he says, we need to uninstall 2020 and then try reinstalling it. The current version has a nasty virus. Yeah, his dad <laughs> jokes are uh, are are pretty uh, dad like. They're great. <laughs> they're pretty dad like. Like I, I I I don't get me wrong. I love I love like dad jokes. I love puns um, and everything. Some of them are like okay, come on. But like some of them give me a really good chuckle sometimes too. So uh, it's about it's 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 fifty fifty for me. <laughs> I think uh, the more they bomb, the funnier they are. It's like. Jeez, really, man. Like the the yeah. the the, the worst the the worse they are, the better they are. Exactly. It's so bad it's good, sort of joke. Yep. Well, thank you for supplying that. Not wrong. With, pretend it's like a Super Nintendo and take out the cartridge, blowing it, and put it back in. Yeah. Can we please start over again? This was uh, this has just been a very very hard reset. Yeah. Very very bad year. Um. Awesome. Well, man. Um. Man, I'm kind of wishing I'd done this a lot sooner. But um, as I said in the, in the beginning, um, your meme kind of not not even meme your your post really helped uh, me look at this differently. This being the whole COVID twenty nineteen thing and um, just seeing how people have been reacting. This this is definitely a time to really just take your time, get to know other people, and and hopefully entertain whoever's listening just through our conversation and just kind of be there for the community. And um, yeah, this is a very quick two hours for me. Um, I hope the other people enjoyed it. Whoever's listening uh, up to this point, but um, definitely want to have you on again in the future, man. Like maybe it's recapping or OG or just something, but uh, sure, this, this I, I enjoyed myself thoroughly. So thank you very much for uh, the invitation to have uh, myself and a member of Showtime on. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I hope I didn't talk your head off for anyone. Hard. I hope people remain interested and didn't turn it off soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had a great time. I would love to be back on in the future. For sure, man, for sure. Well, we'll go ahead and end the interview there. All right, so that was my interview with Tori Thompson. And Tori, thank you so much, man, for not only being willing to uh, talk to Oddball with me and, and just let me interview you, but also for rolling with the punches. My my life has been very strange uh, these last couple of weeks, um, and I'm doing my best to juggle both the podcast and my responsibilities. And um, I just really appreciate you being flexible. Um, this conversation was something I did not want to rush. So we actually had to do this in two parts. And um, I really hope that the two hours flew by for you guys just as quickly as it did for me. Um, I definitely plan on having Tori on in the future um, once there's more Doswell to talk about. So um, thank you everyone that submitted your questions. And I really hope that this is helping you um, cope through this craziness i don't know if my last uh podcast sounded off or if i sounded a little bit down i definitely was but uh being able to just look back and uh draw upon the rich history that we have and the awesome people that are part of this community is really uh part one of the many things that's getting me through uh all this this madness but um and i hope it's doing the same for you so anyway before i get all weird um i hope that you have a great uh great rest of your evening a great weekend and we'll see you next time
Let's actually take a real quick break. That's that's perfect. I'll be able to keep that. I just want to make sure that this is recording because I would flip out if it wasn't. So once sure, I... sure, sure. Okay, so resuming in three, two.